Hi everybody, welcome to this special episode of um, Drums in the Shed, the Dave Walsh podcast, and uh, a lovely summer's kind of evening tonight, Friday evening, um, it's really warm and I've got the old door open, uh, just looking out across kind of towards Winter Hill and stuff, it's a really beautiful evening, and uh, and last night I was really uh, blessed and lucky to get together with a a great drummer um, called Christian Alderson, who's from, he's actually from near Durham actually, which uh, I found out last night, but he's from the northeast. Um, super nice guy, really um, warm, uh, intelligent. Um, we had a great conversation just talking about just stuff, really, life and drums and things. It just sort of weaved and wove its way into different topics. Um He's a really interesting drummer, and uh, I feel really lucky to have got him um, to have agreed to kind of make an appearance on here on this podcast, whatever, however you want to think of it. Um, I feel super lucky that anybody's remotely interested. And Christian was actually the first person I asked to do uh, an interview on my podcast back in February when the podcast was still, I was probably into just getting into the teens, I think, in the episodes. Maybe done about. 15 or so episodes by that time and we'd um we'd just done a gig together um and we were actually literally uh, playing together at the end of the gig we talk about that a bit in the podcast but um we met a couple of years i think i think a couple of years before that at a place called the crescent in york which is a brilliant music venue and um i really hope you know i hope they survive and stuff a lot of music venues are really under pressure at the moment with this um, current situation <clears throat> with lack of you know audience and revenue essentially and, you know, without an audience, you know, music, as musicians, we don't have anybody to play to. We can, you can work at home and, uh, you know, write and stuff and do some collaboration recording and do some remote recording and this, that and the other. But ultimately, you know, we, we, um, we want to we play to people, share that music. And we talk quite a lot about that in the podcast, actually. And uh, we, um, yeah, we kind of, you know, kind of get a little bit into that about how much we both really really missed playing and it's getting quite profound now you know it's um it's august it's august 7th today i think it was uh, yeah august 6th yesterday when we recorded it and just thinking back i you know the last gig i did <clears throat> was in uh, march and uh, that's a long time ago um you know um so talked a bit about that but yeah we met at a place called the crescent and um he's playing there with a, a band um a really interesting trio called archipelago um with faye uh mccallman and john pope faye mccallman plays you know he's a beautiful sax player plays tenor mainly and clarinet in the group um but he's also plays keyboards and is uh, sort of plays bass and synthy things and stuff and, and he's also singing in the group now um, and John, a uh, great bass player, and he's, you know, uh, got this kind of array of pedals and things that he uses. So there's a great kind of sound world thing going on there. And then there's what Christian's doing, which um, the first time I'd heard him play in person, I'd, I'd, heard, I'd heard recordings of the groups and stuff. And I, may, I think our paths may have crossed uh, some of the venues at, at some point. But when we did this gig at, uh, at the Crescent, I got to... They kind of hang out with them a bit and watch them play and uh, listen to the music and it's really really beautiful music really different and 
he I just so intrigued by his setup, you know. Uh, his his setup is uh, is unique, and he's really got a sound world thing together. Which you know I go on a bit about this in in different episodes, and I really love this kind of idea that people, you know, they occupy a sound world. They they um, they've got a really clear idea in their in their mind, in their heart, or whatever you know, in the, the approach that they're going to take to play music and and then they they do that and they be themselves you know uh, and I, and I I've got a, a lot of time for that I think it's um, the world needs that at the moment um identity and originality and bring bringing something you know just bringing bringing people bringing themselves to the bandstand people bringing themselves to the music um not this thing of people doing things because other people are doing things and then, you know, feeling like, you know, they've got to kind of fit in some mould and be, you know, getting so many hits on YouTube or Instagram or something. It's really about a whole different thing. And, um, and yeah, it was really interesting So talking to, to Christian and finding out a bit more about his background, which is, I'm not going to talk about that now. It's really interesting, super interesting. If you check out on the, on the, on the episode, talk about, what, you know, where he went to college and what he studied and, and, uh, and it kind of it, it kind of shone. Uh, it made more sense to me. The whole his approach really made more sense to me after, after you know having this long conversation, and um, and we'd only had a couple of conversations before, and uh, and as I, I mentioned in the as I mentioned in the podcast, you know he was the first person that I asked to do an interview and uh, talk a bit about that. And it's just that thing of like with musicians, you know, a lot with drummers, is we don't get a chance. A lot of times, even see each other because often we're doing, you know, we we're with the drummer on a gig, and we 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 spend time talking to the, the other musicians on the gig, and, and we don't see a lot of drummers. But I I'm lucky enough to play in a couple of projects um, that play do these kind of festival slots, um, and you get to know some bands because they're also kind of doing the rounds as well. They've got a new album out. They they've got. Um, the promoter is, you know, getting them onto these certain gigs, and and so we we've done, uh, yeah, two or three things where we sort of um, our paths have crossed, so to speak. So anyway, I'm going to shut up, going on. Um, enjoy the interview. It just kind of picks up it randomly, um, like they all do. I never had a kind of official starting point for any of these things. I just kind of just find a place naturally to fade in, and off it goes. And at the end, it just sort of fades out, and that's the end of it. So uh, yeah. Thanks for listening and enjoy. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, and then just got, I've just got obviously I've got a few things to ask, but mainly it's just about kind of having a kind of two way conversation thing, really. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, good. That's, I'm 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 good with it. Good with conversation. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That, yeah. No, yeah. it's that kind of thing. We tend to. I think there's a couple of a couple of things we've done with um, Archipelago recently or when we've done interviews and it tends to be like it just everyone comes out we're going i didn't think i was going to get much there but we've got loads because we tend to be quite a chatty band kind of thing i think in, in that sort of way and uh yeah sorry and um yeah so hopefully hopefully that'll not be a problem uh, yeah exactly and it, and it's really interesting it's really interesting music as well isn't it and the compositional side of it and then the, the roles in the band and yeah it's 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 one of those things it's i guess it lends itself i think in interviews i think people are used to kind of maybe going okay well it'll be it's still one person's band though and then the 
start talking to us and it's very much you know there's it's three of us and we've all we're all chipping in and we're all do you know what i mean and because that's kind of how it works as a band as well so yeah it's quite nice in that respect so, yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's kind of what that's one of the things when because uh, you're actually the first person i asked about doing um one of these interviews with because we, we we last time i saw you was middlesbrough wasn't it it was, was yeah February, February, middle of February. Yeah. yeah, it was like I think it was the it was the last last gig we did with our, I've done with Archipelago. Um, yeah, last proper gig. We've done a couple of streaming things since then, but yeah, that's that yeah. I noticed the, that. Yeah, yeah. Which have been they've been nice, but no, yeah, they've been nice to do, but weird. Definitely not, not not gigs. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I saw you put a post up, and it was kind of like your the pre the precursor to it was like, okay, uh, I don't know what this is going to be like, yeah. but um... <laughs> yeah, no, it, it I don't know. It, it's it is it's a weird thing because I think well for me and for us as, as as a band for me as a player and for us as a band, I think it's that thing of you know a lot of what you look for is that that energy energy kind of going out and coming back in a room, do you know what I mean? And you get that back from an audience and you get, and just in a space, it's about being in a space. And it's weird when yeah. that, that's, you're in a space doing this. It's been nice having those, ex, that excuse to, to do some music, to get together and play and what have you. You know, I know lots of people mm. seeing lots of posts and stuff from, from, you know, where people are kind of like, God, I'm really missing just playing. I'm missing playing at all. I mean, especially, you know, a lot of drummers on drummers forums and stuff like that. You know, it's it's been funny watching how many have suddenly gone. Oh, I've got to build a drum room. I need because I, I can't rehearse in the house and da 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 da. You know, it's it's that thing. It's a it's a less sociable instrument in that or social instrument in that way, isn't it? You know. Yes. So yeah, I think it's been that yeah, thing of yeah. of. It's been good to have that thing of going right. Okay, we can get together and play. But yeah, being in a room where you've got like three or four other people. And they're really just looking at screen and bothered about cameras and that kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, you know, the one we did for Manchester Jazz Festival was was great. It was a totally pro setup and all the rest of it. And at the uh, Bury Met Theatre, I don't know if you know it at all. Yeah, yeah, I played yeah. there. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, it's good. And, um, it's good space. You know, it's great, great space and all the rest of it. And the, the setup they had was completely, you know, like, yep, yeah, okay, amazing setup and stuff. And but and the people doing it were super nice. Um, and you know we're trying at the end of a song to kind of like give you something back kind of thing but it was just yeah they, you know things like they were focusing on okay how long have we got until this needs to finish for the next piece to start and stuff like that as well and when we were setting up it's like every minute someone was yelling out how many minutes you had left until you had to start oh, okay. playing they were like counting it down so you'd be setting up and it was the usual thing you know it wasn't you you it was whatever kit was there and you're trying to get different things together and then you just you're stressing about that, then you've got someone just shouting nine minutes to go, kind of thing, and it was just just constantly ramping up the tension, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, while you were setting up and everything, so yeah, they've they've been interesting and you know nice things to do, but definitely not a replacement for. Sorry, so yeah, but like you say, so February was like the last time I saw you. Yeah, 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 and that and that's last time I saw like Arun as well, and yeah. um, last time we played together, and I've not actually spoken to him. Um, it's another one of those things, like you say, I've been meaning to ring him actually, and uh, slowly catching up with people. But mm-hmm. um, but we were chatting about it then, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. Been, yeah. It'd been sort of I had something I started doing last um, kind of Octoberish, November, um, and it was a it was a real spur in the moment thing. Just starting it, it was just something I've 
mm-hmm. thought about doing and then started doing and managed to kind of do it nearly every week, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of episode 33 now. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been really interesting. And just getting, and there was always a sort of thing of, of uh, doing some interviews with drummers. Um, and for me, it's kind of about, uh, it's about interesting drummers, really, and people that are doing something slightly different. So it's kind of been great to sort of um, just have this little kind of forum, really, to, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of get into some things, talk about some interesting stuff. But, um, but yeah, but you were the, one of the first people that I thought about because I remember when the first time I saw you playing was... I'm trying to remember the name of this venue. It was a it was, weird it was, venue. It was the, 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 uh, the Crescent in York, I think, wasn't it? The Crescent in York. It's a great yeah, place. Yeah. Great place with... Um, oh, man, I forget the name of the guy who was running the night now. Me uh, too. Yeah. Uh, I had the same thing. I, I yeah, sort of blank I was place, talking about... But he's a great, yeah, he's a great guy. He was running it total positive vibes. Great kinda. guy. Yeah, yeah. It was a good night. It's a really bizarre venue because it's like, it's the coldest venue I think I've ever played in. And <laughs> the most amazing selection of kind of sweets and crisps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> like it's real old school kind of bizarre you know like it's just bizarre like refreshers and, and really interesting crisps and stuff and uh, and then uh, just this amazing kind of it's like a cooperative really and the guy yeah. super positive guy um but i was just really when i was uh when you were setting up and i was listening to you like sound checking and, and when you were doing the gig i was just like really fascinated with your approach to playing you know and your setup and all these different instruments that you were using and the way in which you were kind of very very um fluidly just kind of like bringing them all together i i kind of think because i'm like really clumsy you know <laughs> if i if i have to do anything that's the invo- away from involving the sort of four fundamental you know, know you like mean. the two hands and yeah so, but I would <laughs> it's say, like I would, I would say watching you, though, you're really fluid at playing. You're, you're fluid in a way that I'm in no way am as well. I, I think I'm quite clumsy around the kit in a way. So, no, I, you know, I, no, well, that's a, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, like, uh, like I, I think I am fluid because I'm not, I'm not having to, like, negotiate something different I know what you mean. <laughs> going into the hand, you know, it's uh, I've got a pair of sticks. My feet are on two pedals, and that's that's it, you know. Yeah. As soon as it starts to involve anything else, um, but it's it's you know that so that really fascinated me, and 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 the sort of the organic how organic it was, and I really love that organic thing because I think sort of um, I don't have a real downer on the kind of drum community thing at the moment, but there's a kind of real feels like there's a real push towards everything being really quantized you know mm-hmm. and kind of quantified and uh, very linear you know everything's very very linear and uh and it's um it's it's having that kind of organic side of the playing still being like appreciated and and uh and valued and 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 sort of people being brave enough to play in that way you know mm-hmm. and uh, and i i certainly 
I, I definitely know that my kind of approach fundamentally has that at the centre of it. And, I, and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, I listen to myself when I'm, like, recording and listen back to myself sometimes, like, oh, I wish that was a bit more on the money or, you know. Uh, but that's just, like, the nature of, you know, like the, the, my right foot was a bit more in time and, oh, yeah. I wish that this was, you know. But at the end of the day, I'd still rather have it on that side of things than because uh, it's kind of an emotional thing, isn't it? You know? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So the thing that it was, it was like I was what I was really interested in was kind of like from the beginning of all that really about where you know where you're kind of playing background and then how you got into that sound world and then then obviously the trio and talking about that music, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because because um, like Phase uh, sat in with Arun a few times on Arun yeah. and, and the yeah, three yeah, yeah. and the three of we've played together as well, haven't we? And done some yeah. bits and bobs on yeah, the, yeah, no, Arun I mean, loves was- those. That was great, yeah. Getting everyone up at the end for it, you know, for the, the, yeah. the big kind of jam thing and stuff. But no, yeah, it, I yeah, mean, that yeah. was that was great as well because I remember when they said, "Oh yeah," I think Faye said, "Oh, Arun's asked if we we're going to get up for this 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 tune," and I was kind of like, "What? Well, all of us?" Because it's the usual thing of like, "Are we going to be able to have two kits up then?" Do you know what I mean? Like when we did the thing when we yeah. did it at Middlesbrough, it was like, "Well, we'll move ours, then get something quickly back on." So I'm not just gonna, you know, you don't just want to stand there with a cowbell. Kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, being, being the second drummer, yeah, just keep it going. Yeah, okay, I'll join in on that. You know, you're gonna. So, but yeah, I remember yeah, thinking, yeah. Oh, are we are we gonna have, you know, the space and the time to set? Is it gonna work setting two kids up? Because if not, I'd rather just sit it out and let her solo on something, you know, or play on something, kind of thing in that way, maybe. But it was no, but it was it was great to do that. It was really, you know, like you know the way Aaron kind of leads everything and all the rest of it, kind of thing, and is kind of up for just working out as he's oh, going yeah. kind of thing it was really good to do so yeah yeah, yeah. oh he's like yeah he's like uh he's a he's a ferocious leader you know he's really like during the gig everything is got real architecture and you've like got to be 100 mm-hmm. percent on him you know it's like and sometimes it really goes against where my emotional thing is with the music I'm i know like, what you mean i'm i'm here and he's like he wants you to stop you know You're yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah 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 uh, <laughs> But the thing is, he's always right, you know, and that's what it's just really fascinating. That thing of, you know, as drummers, sometimes we feel like um, we've got to be sort of submissive almost to something, yeah. even though we've got to be the driving. I mean, I think it all comes from bass personally, and you know, that's kind of my take. If he's got a great bass player in the middle of the sound, for me, mm-hmm. it's happening. You know, kind of hold it all together. Yeah, just, yeah, everything can kind of move around that sort of thing. It's the because gl- that's exactly. the glue, isn't it? It's that thing. It's the link between the guitars and you know the you know and the drums or you know whatever other melodic instruments you've got and the rhythms of it kind of thing but then the bass is in the middle of it all yeah yeah and i think it i think it's the thing that moves people as well isn't it that that low end as well yeah i think people kind of that they sort of don't really realize they connect with it but they sort of move they move to that thing and um so so yeah it was kind of yeah yeah we played uh, we did that gig and had a bit of a vibe and um and i was trying to remember so it was just just those two occasions, wasn't it? Yeah, the I think I know Fears done other Fears done other stuff with him. I think in in the meantime, I think that week leading up to the yeah. Middlesbrough gig, she'd been doing stuff then. So, but yeah, it was yeah, just, just yeah, those, just those couple really. Yeah, and we did a gig in Durham, um, and Faye yes. came and played. I think she did a couple. Of, I think I don't know if you were doing something else somewhere else, but she just I think turned I up and played on a couple of tunes. Yeah, I had, yeah, I had st- stuff on for some of that festival because that was like over the weekend or whatever. Because I think I think we were doing stuff maybe the end of that fest, the end on the Sunday. I think you guys were on the Friday. I think maybe, and we were on the su- we were doing something on the Sunday. 
as yeah. part of the same festival kind of thing. But yeah, I couldn't make it down to the other stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was a great gig though. I remember the yeah. audience were like really like rocking out, you know, because it but was. <laughs> it's, well, it's, a, it's a really interesting space. That whole the the like the the room that it's in and everything. The kind of the miners. Yeah. Parliament building, as it's you know the Pittman's Parliament and all the rest of it, you know. Um, that's that's the one, yeah. I remember, and it's yeah, yeah. it's a it's a great space, but I think I think what they're doing with that festival as well with the, the whole D jazz Durham jazz thing is they've got a really good sort of feed on how to do that mix. I think of of getting like you're saying, getting audiences and like I don't know, putting bills together and getting audiences down that are gonna be that are gonna rock not rock out musically necessarily but they're going to have more of that energy going i think they, they, they seem to be kind of you know you hear a lot in kind of jazz stuff of how can we get a you know a, a, a younger audience a better audience more of a crossover audience yeah. you know it's always about kind of reaching new audiences and they seem to be doing it pretty well i think that you know the the people who are running it their backgrounds and all the rest of it are, are kind of sufficiently diverse that they're they're like they're open to loads of different stuff really so i think i think when they've done those festivals they seem to do do a pretty good job of getting different crowds in and and because of the way they're doing it spread out across different venues in durham and things as well some bigger venues some tiny venues it it really lends itself to having a lot of different things on in different spaces with different audiences and i think as well it's kind of being in durham as well it's 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 a smaller place i mean that's mm. kind of my neck of the woods i'm kind of from just outside just south of durham so um, uh, okay. It's kind of which you know, it's not a million miles away from where I'm at in Newcastle now, but it, it's that thing of there's historically never really much happened it, musically that much in Durham. You know, pub gigs, smaller gigs. Yes, oh, I've played I... played plenty of those in Durham over the years, kind of thing. But I think you know, music festivals and, the, and so I think it was an interesting thing as well because it just means it gets people out. You know, something happening. Wow. Okay, let's go and see it. So they're getting people along to audiences. Uh, along the gigs that you know you maybe just wouldn't ordinarily come to those gigs and stuff so yeah i think they've got a good thing going but it's yeah, just a shame yeah. that it hasn't happened this year as with everything else kind of thing but you know i think they were just starting to really get that that forward momentum on it on like the third year or whatever or fourth year they'd have been doing it so okay is that, all right yeah because it's a it's a festival I've never done before and it was really um it's just that there is this real uh question about audience within jazz and it's it's been going on it's been going on a while i mean i've got sort of two views of it there's this sort of thing where they, there's this kind of thing of the jazz audience is an older audience mm -hmm. um and and part of me thinks well people everybody gets old that 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 lives you know yeah yeah, yeah. so therefore there'll always be older people so part of me thinks well there's you know there'll just be another generation yeah of older there's always people. going to be an older audience yeah 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 yeah, because people think they, they say, oh, the older audience is dying. It's like, well, yeah, that's what happens. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's life where people are born and people die, you know. Well, yeah. um, then in between, people move in that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not It's not like, but, you know, you're only allowed to get into jazz once you get your bus pass kind of thing. It's, no, you know. exactly. But I was talking to um, a, a few years ago, um, and it, this is a really interesting story for me um there's i was playing with a sax player called gregor Barte. he's, he's an american yeah. alto player i don't know if you know him yeah 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 um yeah and uh, i was just doing some you know like side i was like a side person vibe you know i think he generally he generally always plays with pickup stuff doesn't he yeah 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 and he do, he's done a lot of stuff 
with Alan Barnes recently and stuff. And uh, I've never played with him with Alan. Actually, I played with Alan quite a lot, but not with Greg. Um, but me and Greg had a bit of an altercation, to be honest with you, on this gig, and that's another story. Um, but in the in the break after the altercation during the actual playing, <laughs> we um, we we had a we settled our differences, um, and and then we were just chatting. And he was talking about the old jazz audience. And his theory was that people that are older, not old, just older, have listened to more music and therefore have an ability to listen to jazz. Yeah. Um, and it was quite challenging, you know, because he was quite adamant about it. Um, he seems like a chap who's got quite strong opinions about generally about lots of things. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Um, but I, was, I thought about it for a long time after that because I was, I was thinking about classical music, about classical audiences, and um, and there's always been this thing with classical audiences that there's a similar sort of demographic, you know, with like opera and people that go to orchestral, you know, go and watch uh -huh. you know orchestral concerts. It tends to be like older people with their with their grandchildren or whatever trying to get them into music and uh or just older people you know yeah um it tends to be again this kind of this kind of void of the the middle ground so to speak of um, of audiences but i think jazz has changed quite a lot in that respect and i think festivals like that when uh that audience felt very balanced uh in relation to age demographic particularly i you think know. i think it's it's that thing as well i think part of it is is promoters like you said there's been that thing of promoters kind of going, we need to get a new audience. And you could argue, yes. well, for a long time, they've kind of gone, well, we don't really need to get a new audience. You know, for years, there was the Jazz Cafe in Newcastle. Yes. Run by okay, uh, yeah. Keith, Keith Crombie. And, you know, and it was that thing of it always felt like you weren't allowed in. If you weren't, weren't already, you know, I think I only went in like once, okay. once, you know, a few years ago, not even for a jazz gig particularly. It was just on a night out with friends and stuff like that, you know, but it always yeah. felt not very welcoming. Do you know what I mean? You were kind of like you, yeah, were, yeah. you. You were looked at on when you came in through the door. There was a definite like, you know, are you, you know, are you our sort kind of thing. There was there was an air of that yeah. about it, you know, and yeah, and yeah. where it was at, it's a back street, it's out the way, so you know, and I think it was kind of no, we're fine, we're fine keeping our tiny audience that we know. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. We don't want to expand. We yeah. don't want to do any more kind of thing, and yeah, I, I think, I think people are starting to go. No, we need to do more than that. You know, I know my friend Wes, who works for Jazz Northeast. We started kind of going to jazz gigs pretty much the same sort of time. You know, the, the, right. first, the first few that I ever saw. And my kind of way into it was through free improv completely kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. It was, you know, the, the, the first thing I saw was, um, you know, Free improv quartet with uh, Michael Zarang on drums, and um, right. oh, I'm trying to remember the other guys in it now. Um, I think John Edwards was on. John Edwards was on bass, I think, on it, and um, you know, but it was it was just wow. I've never seen anything like this before. And then not long after that, I think Wes and me started going to jazz northeast gigs, which were generally the more uh, free improv stuff. You know, so seeing like Joe McPhee or um, uh, I'm trying to think of else now, but yeah, some some you know a lot of free players kind of thing. So that was kind of our route into it at the same time kind of thing, and he's kind of now 
working with Jazz Northeast, and we've got a similar background that we both come from total non-jazz playing, you know, in like punk and, you know, post-punk stuff, that kind of thing, and indie rock or whatever. And I think it's that thing of coming to that, still with that there as part of your makeup, but going, ah, but I see how it links to all this other stuff. Yes. Because you haven't come to it, maybe, you haven't come to it through, you know, you didn't come to it through kind of blue. And, you know, various things that are kind of, they have that history and they have that weight on them and various other, do you know, there's other things like that where you kind of go, it's got to be a certain way for it to be jazz. There's, there's that there's that kind of idea of this is what jazz is. And yeah. I think a lot of the time people get put off by that. And But then if you've come to it in that way that we did, which was more kind of going, wow, there's this, there's this music happening where there's this energy and this anarchy and this really inventive sonic thing going on that's this amazing thing well that's jazz oh okay yeah. um i'll not be put off by the j word then in that case and do you know what i mean and and and, and you 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 you, yeah, you, yeah. you you go and see other things that are maybe not free improv but maybe you have, have some similar players in or do you know what i mean that kind of thing and <clears throat> and suddenly you go oh, okay i you, you, it's it's a way into that language really i think that, that that's that that's the thing for a lot of people and i think like you're saying you maybe get a lot of older people who have listened to a lot of music over the years. I I, I kind of would kind of half agree with that idea that maybe once you've listened, it's not like you have to work your way up to it, but you maybe have to have just figured out a few musical languages, listening to different yeah, musics, maybe, yeah. bef, bef, you know, to kind of get some of the stuff that's in there. But, but I, I mean, I've always listened to a lot of different music and I think if people, you know, I guess yeah. that's part of it as well. If you're someone who just listens to one kind of thing, maybe, you know, some people will do that and they'll just listen to one thing their whole, their whole life. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, that's fine. You know, but again, I think most of the people that I know now who would say they're interested in jazz or are involved in jazz and playing it and all the rest of it, are pretty much people who have, Yes, there are so there are some people I know who do it who are very much you no. Know, they've decided I want to do jazz. That's my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a lot of them, it's a case of they're people who've just always had a really varied listening life. I think they've so. They've listened to yeah, tons of different stuff, and what yeah. invariably you end up there. You know, it's that thing. You know, the idea of jazz being the sound of surprise. You know, you have that old kind of chestnut. You know, and I and I think it's That's that thing. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's that thing of like, okay, so I'm looking for surprises. I'm looking for new things. You're not yeah. necessarily going to find them in jazz, in all jazz. <laughs> in this, you know, it's this, no. there's a lot of jazz. You're not going to find anything new in. But no. you know, it, it's that thing. It's just another music Pastiche. to explore, kind of thing. You know, so I think I think and yeah, I, yeah. I I think that's becoming more more kind of commonplace. I think that people are kind of going okay where maybe people would have stayed within noisier stuff and maybe gone with more avant noise stuff and do you know what I mean that kind of and and, and experimental yeah. music in that way it there's been more reaching out from within jazz to kind of go no no like try some of this stuff out and people go oh okay oh wow yeah I see the connections now I get how it how those things are kind of interconnected and what have you and how they how there's there's a through line through there and stuff like that so I think it's 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 just opening up a lot more in, in ways like that. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's There's a series years ago. I think you're too young, actually. Um, it was called Sounds of Surprise. It was on Channel 4. Right. 
and it was a it was a program about jazz and it had um it it had miles and it had ornette coleman max roach mm -hmm. and uh and it was a and that was the whole spirit of it. it was that thing of really trying to get across to people that this music is supposed to be moving forward all the time you know yeah it's not supposed to be pastiche yeah it's not supposed to be stuck in an ear like era players and all that stuff yeah yeah, yeah. um which I go on about, you know, when I'm teaching and like young drummers always say to me about swing, you know, it's like a nightmare because they go, well, what, you know, where, like swing is like, you know, is it Papa Joe Jones or is it Tony Williams? You know, is it, is it Philly Joe Jones? Is it, and I go, yeah, it's like, and, it, and uh, it's like the same thing. You're on a gig with someone like Greg Abate or, um, or some of these other players that are kind of period players. Yeah. And you're like, you have, you have to be a period player. Yeah. And it's like, I was never ever a period player. It's like I, I have a very similar kind of getting into the the jazz thing to you, but from a completely different direction. But when I was at school, we had this jazz quartet. We used to write all our own music, you know. Um, we didn't play any standards. Mm -hmm. And uh, this ex-student came into the school. He was a trumpet player who's living in New York, and he did a lot of uh, Broadway shows and stuff. And he played with. Um, Oh, I can't remember some very famous sort of pastiche jazz singer. Um, anyway, he came back to school, and then you know we were the jazz band in the school. So the sort of uh, the director of our head of sort of department said, "Oh, you must play for whatever his name was who was coming back." And and so he did like a workshop with him, and we played for him. And he was just like mystified at how we got all this music together. That was really mm. complicated was <clears throat> definitely not any other style of music than like jazz based music. I mean it yeah. was kind of fusiony in a way, I suppose, but it was acoustic. It wasn't it wasn't electric, you know. It was with double bass and acoustic drums and clarinet, you know. But it's that thing of being it's that thing of being out outside of his experience, outside of his wheelhouse kind of thing. So him going, how how do you do that? Yeah, and he was like, um, when he was asking us to, he sort of brought some material. So he brought some like jazz tunes, and then we were playing them. And I was pretty nowhere then. I just started having lessons with Dave Hassel when I was seventeen. I kind of got lessons at school with Dave, and um, I just started to practice swing properly, you know. And mm -hmm. Dave was great because he made me kind of focus on, you know, and I and I really needed it at that time, but because I was all over the place. But the kind of enthusiasm for just being an expressive player yeah. was like was a hundred percent there. You know, just needed a bit of kind of direction. You know, but he couldn't get his head around the fact that we couldn't play jazz, but we could play jazz. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's that thing. It's, it's like you're saying the, the playing standards thing. I was just talking about this the other day with someone, and I've I've never played standards. I've I've I mean, I think I think the last time uh, other than maybe i think we do we do we do one uh we do a don cherry tune as sometimes as part of the set with archipelago and even that oh yeah that is completely not done in it like the tune that we're doing of his um piece it's a tune called sangam and it's it's on an album he did oh, which yeah. is all just tabla and organ stuff and right. it's basically fair fair right. being taught the riff by someone who kind of uh, she did some residency thing and a guy that was playing as uh, was working as part of that kind of was like, oh, okay, we'll do this Don Cherry piece. Da, da, da. So she kind of went, okay, should we do that? And it comes out like it, the way we play it, it's like some 
it's just this really big, energetic, grooving, do you know what I mean, kind of thing going on. Um, and yeah. nothing like, you know, it's not a jazz piece at all. Other, other than that, I think, I've, I don't think I've ever really played covers of anyone else's music at a, at a, right. in, in, a, in a live setting. Maybe the odd one. I think, again, the, probably the first time that I played with John and Faye, it was part of a recital for Faye's um, final, like end of, end of a degree kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. We kind of got to, we knew of each other vaguely, and she kind of needed to put some stuff together um, for this. So, and there were a couple of covers in there. I think it was like Cherokee, and oh, I can't remember what the other one. And just the idea of trying to do up tempo version of something like Cherokee was my idea of hell at the time. I was like, I just, I've never played anything like this. I've listened to Still stuff like this. Still my idea of hell. Yeah, but, but, but it was that <laughs> thing. That's a nightmare. But yeah. it was a thing of good, right? I've, 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 I've never played in this sort of setting before where I've had to be that kind of a drummer. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Sure. Yeah, sure. So yeah, it was yeah, that yeah, thing yeah. of kind of going, yeah. I've listened to stuff like that, but I've never actually sat down and had to do any ting 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 like anything, and and you know, it and using that language, I've just never done it. Yeah. So yeah. again, I was kind of like. I'll do my version of it, I guess. We know. I, I think we're kind of, I was kind of like finding other people's versions yeah. of it. And I think in the end we found a couple of versions of it that were, um, I think, what was the other one? Oh, Lonely Woman was the other one as well. Um, yeah, that's a great, yeah. yeah and I think we, yeah, fa- yeah, I found a, we found a version of that that wasn't the Onet version. This suddenly made yeah. me go, oh, okay, I see where that is now. I, can, I see what I can kind of do with that because it's not that version of it. Um, yeah. it's a little more like I'm my way of thinking so yeah other, other than maybe having to yeah. do that which in, in a way I kind of you know I like what, the odd time that I've done them I did some stuff with another trio that I was playing um, a couple of years ago for it was the um, guitarist and singer it was his uh, birthday and he had a big kind of we did a, a festival basically for his birthday for the weekend kind of thing and we decided, right. well, rather than play a set of our own tunes, we'll do some covers. We've never done covers. We've been playing together for like 17 years or whatever it was by that point. And we've never really done any covers. So we learned a bunch of, we learned like, as we did uh, Marquee Moon by television. We did a PJ Harvey tune. We did, I forget what the other ones were now. We did like three or four tunes because we were like, look, we're not going to play a proper set. We're going to be mashed at the end of the night. We'll just get up and do some covers. It'll be fun. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was that that weird thing of suddenly going right. I've got to pick something apart now, and learn how to be someone else. I've got to learn to be Rob Ellis from PJ Harvey, who for me was like, I was kind of going, oh, geez, don't pick a PJ Harvey tune because I've listened to Rob Ellis's stuff over the years, and I've always gone like, that's just ridiculously good, beautifully tasteful playing. Don't make me have to yeah, try and yeah. copy that, yeah, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> But we were like, well, we'll do them straight. We'll do them. We're not going to, we'll try and really do them straight, you know. And and it was a really interesting thing to sit and, and have to pick apart someone's playing in that way and, mm-hmm. and and figure out how it differed from me. And, you know, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, what decisions yeah, are yeah. they making and how, 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 what, why, why does that feel weird? That feels weird because that's not what I would do or where I would go with it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. and it is an interesting thing to do. And I, yeah, you probably learn tons by doing it but it's not something i've ever really done so i've always yeah. ever just kind of done my thing really from kind mm. of probably since i've been like you know 18 or something like that at 19 and you know we're playing it i was you know you learn songs to to learn how to, oh that was my background I, I i'm self-taught completely so it's like yeah yeah just learning other people's songs 
for a few years when you first start, and then you start yeah. and go, should we write some stuff? Should we maybe write, you know, and then the guitarist will come in with a, a riff and oh, and you'll you know, and kind of once we started writing stuff, it was like right, that's it, we're away now, and I've we never kind of I don't know, I think part of it was the the scene I was playing in, which was you know that kind of a lot of the sort of post punk stuff. You didn't really do covers. It wasn't really, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was all about it wasn't the done thing. writing stuff yeah. and, and you know, you're trying to say something, you're trying to, and you're communicating, and it was all about writing your own material. And mm. it might have sounded hugely derivative, <laughs> but it was your own material kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I like to think that the, the stuff that I've been in hasn't been hugely derivative. It's usually been with people who've always wanted to do something new and something different. And again, that, that thing of we've listened to, broader range arrays of stuff and you want to bring all those influences in you know i've never kind of yeah i've never been in a project where it's been let's do a thing that sounds like this it's always been well let's just see what it sounds like these are the these are the five people or three people or four people or whatever that i'm playing with in this and we're writing this stuff let's just see what comes out and it'll be what it'll be and sometimes you may be reflect on it as you go along <laughs> hopefully you reflect on it as you go along but yeah. sometimes you kind of you know it, it, it doesn't always get to be that because it's 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 always been a, a collective effort as well like you we said about archipelago that the, the collective effort thing of writing the tunes and what have you you know yes it might be a a thing of like in archipelago fear comes in with some riffs that she's got going on you know and she's yeah. got some tunes and she's got an idea of the shape of this tune maybe or maybe it's yeah. just we might, you know, there's a piece that we're playing at the minute in the set that's a new one that literally just popped into existence in a sound check at a gig we did in October at um, Lancaster. We were playing and they just happened to, John just started oh, playing yeah. a bass line in sound check and Faye started playing along with it. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. I'm going to record a couple of minutes of this on my phone because this is really nice, right. you know, <clears throat> and that's now a tune. You know, it was kind of, it just happened. And and you you, you mould it and you shape it and, you know, so it's always been that kind of that kind of process, I guess, really as well. So, uh, yeah, there's not been a lot of like, oh, you know, how about we do a, how about we do a, I don't know, how about we do an up tempo swing piece? How about we do an Afro Cuban yeah. piece? How about we do a piece that's in, you know, even time signatures? It's never been, oh, how about we do something that's in seven? How about we do some, you know what I mean? It, it's just been well, it's just this is the riff. This is you know, and yeah, this, this is riff music. one. This is riff two. Yeah, yeah we just you're just writing it, and you maybe you kind of go, nah, it doesn't feel right. Maybe knock that bit off the end of that, or repeat that, or, but it's always been in that way kind of thing. So it's 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 less conscious and more about feel, I guess, is is the thing. Like we were saying earlier on, you know, it's it's yeah, all just yeah. felt in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. It's like really interesting. Because it it should really come from that place, shouldn't it? It should be really about like your contribution, you know. And even if you're working with somebody who's got quite a fixed idea about how they want the drums to be, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it should still it should still be you should still be there to bring your character, you know, bring you know the yeah. person that you are into that music. I mean, you know? I mean, I guess you're hoping in something like that, you know. I mean, I've, I've I have done some of those. So I've been in a few of the situations, I guess, in the last few years, kind of the thing of, of going through being in bands and it was always in bands with your mates or with people that you've met from other bands form new bands, you know, that kind of thing. And then kind of mm. a few years ago, I made the made a bit of a decision to kind of go, right, I'm going to just say yes to more things. I think I've been in, right. in the position of, of being in bands 
and you're in a band for you know a few years and then it fizzles out mm. maybe you know it, not to kind of go hey it didn't make it big so but i think there's a lot of these things have a natural lifespan they've got yeah they're like a pond or like a pond aren't they yeah. they live for a certain amount of time and they die well and you know uh, something else comes uh, along uh, and, as, as well yeah. i think you know the the you know the the, the level that I'm, I'm i'm doing stuff out there it's it's not it's not been everyone's everything. It everyone's had jobs and families and you know, or you know, when we were younger, okay. you had work yeah. and all the rest of it. And music was something that you did on the side. It was an important thing. It's not just, oh, it's something I do on a, of an mm. evening, you know, to keep me out of the house or whatever you kind of thing. But it's that thing of it was a, yeah. you know, it's an important thing. But you had to, but you're always balancing it with other things that are in your life. Because you never made money mm. from it or anything like that. So you know, and so no. I think it's that thing, you know, you start a band, you write a bunch of stuff, you maybe record an album, a couple of albums, you do a bunch of touring and gigging and all the rest of it. And then maybe after, you know, five years always seem to be about the limit of, you get about five years into it. And by that point, people's lives had changed. And maybe, you know, yeah. I don't know, it just, it would become, a, okay, this isn't really kind of working anymore, is it? So stuff would, mm. would maybe stop. And I think I'd kind of, I'd, I'd had that happen a few times and I think I kind of went I think I need to start saying yes to things more that are just me doing stuff in a, in a way mm. uh, do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. N- not thinking about is yeah, this yeah. is this going to be the band that I'm going to be in for the next 20 years and you know whatever else it's kind of just keep saying yes to projects as they come <laughs> in you know and I was lucky enough that a few a few things happened where you know people were looking for drummers or whatever and but they were definitely more project of other people's rather than band things where it was someone going okay i need this or i need do you know what i mean it was like i'm really looking for something that has these kind of sounds and this kind of thing in it and again that's interesting because sometimes it, it, it knocks you out of your comfort zone a bit and makes you go oh okay uh yeah maybe i can yeah i think i can do that okay yeah we'll try that mm-hmm. you know and mm. um even just different ways of working playing the clicks and stuff like that which was something that i'd never done you know, and there's a few things, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, a few things working on where, you know, working with some people doing some recorded recording stuff and they'd already tracked everything else and then they want the drums afterwards and it's like, oh, okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll try and get that, that to work because it's always going to be a bit weird. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, that kind of thing of taking on those things. So, yeah, it's always interesting when you do get into those situations where it's someone else's vision and someone else's thing in that way and they're kind of mm. they're dictating it and saying what they want but like you say it, it you kind of hope that what they've done is they've asked you because they want some of what you do anyway yeah i guess yeah you yeah. know that they haven't just gone oh you've got a drum kit yeah okay you can you can record on this that's fine i've seen you. yeah i know yeah. I, i've seen you i know you <laughs> i know you're kind of competent enough yeah you'll do yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. hopefully there's been some connection there beforehand, and they know that you you're going to be able to bring something to it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that kind of brings me to because the thing I was really interested in was about how you developed um, your current setup. Because okay. I mean, I think I think I think because you have quite small drums all the time, don't you? Do you have quite, the, uh, the, when, the, the, the kit I use with Archipelago is yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's kind of that setup. It's really interesting. We've got a very shallow secondary snare and things, haven't you? And I did. I think when we other... did, we did with that one. Yeah, with the the one at York, I did. I a lot of that, to be honest, is was out of um, 
just what was there in a lot of ways. I mean, like the the, the kit that I use at Archipelago, it's it's trash. It's it's yeah. It's chopped down. Like the toms are cheap power toms from like a cheap starter kit that I've chopped down. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the kick drum yeah. is a, is a six. It's a it's a sixteen inch floor tom that someone just gave me. And I've experimented yeah, with it and, yeah, and yeah. built loads of things on it. I had it set up with piano strings over it for a while to use as a stringed instrument. Yeah. So it's full of holes and all sorts. And then I, when I started doing Archipelago, um, the setup that I have generally used has usually been like a 20, 13, 16 um, setup. Okay. Um, right, for, right. for most of the other stuff I've done, I've only ever, ever played like a 20, 20 inch kick. Forever. I think like the first first decent kit that I bought was a 20-inch kick, and I've just always stayed with it. And um, But, yeah, that 2013, 16 yeah, was kind yeah. of my setup forever. But it was just too big for Archipelago yeah. to, you know, and, and it was, okay, I need some smaller drums. Right, okay, well, I've got that 16-inch floor. I can turn that into a kick, and I'll get some smaller toms. And, you know, I've got a snare. And that, that little shallow snare, again, the same person who gave me that 16-inch kick, the 16-inch floor tom, gave me this, it's a... Was it John Gray, um, like student model snare, like see, yeah. you know, so it's, it's like got, half inch or something. It's, it's, it's really, it's like three inch shell, but then it's like it's oh, it's, it's three, like, yeah, okay, it's, right, I think, right. but it's like single flange rims on it and stuff like that, and it's got like the single, the single, oh, the, sing, right. the, the single tensioners yeah. where you've got the claws top and bottom with one rod going through them, and it it just tunes yeah. badly, yeah. like you can't get a decent sound out of it really, but. It sounds very sounds really funky though. Well, it, it's it was a thing. A, it's of, interesting. It was a thing of using it for again. It's a thing of using it for what you know necessity being mother of invention, I guess, and that kind of thing. It's it's going okay. Well, exactly. I, I want I want something that's going to do this uh, this kind of a sound, I guess. And you know, so that that using that thing's always been like my second snare. I, I've I've always had something in that kind of left hand snare position for forever. Yeah. I think going back to like. You know, first bands playing. I think it was probably seeing someone like um, what was his name, Five Five Ewing, the guy who's playing Therapy. I don't know if you remember Therapy, Irish kind of uh, alternative right, rock okay. band. And I think he was yeah, kind yeah. of the first guy I remember seeing having that whole thing of having like a timbale kind of left hand snare. You know, like yeah, you know, not really, Bang. not really knowing it from a reggae thing or from a ska thing or anything like that. But like he was using it more as this weird sound. Do you know what I mean? And yes, and I think yeah, it's yeah. it's that that kind of thing. Is, is probably always been my thing really of of just really enjoying sounds and kind of going okay so how do I get that sound into a kit so with fragment sake that skinny snare it's that yeah. thing of wanting something I was using that just as a second snare because I needed something but kind of having it go I've got um leather a piece of leather on top of the or suede on top of the head to and it just mute oh, it just right. it, it just mutes the hell out of it and you just get it you get a real dish kind of it takes all the top end out of it and you just get yeah, you know, a lot of low end. And, yeah, it almost mm, kind of kills the top yeah, head a lot, yeah. really. So it was just experimenting with stuff, putting things on the snare and going, right, how, what does that sound like? Okay, and, you know, trying things out like that. Or, again, other bits and pieces within the kit that I've got. It, it's that thing of going, okay, I'm wanting a sound of this. Right, how am I going to get that? I can't modify anything that I've got. I'm going to have to build something. I'm going to have to make something. <laughs> the, the, do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, and, and modify yeah, stuff and that kind yeah. of thing. Um. And it's a lot, and again, yeah. a, a slight resistance to kind of going down the route that a lot of people might go down, which I know I was saying earlier on, I kind of, as part of the whole thing, the way things have been working with lockdown and everything, again, that's kind of been a bit of a, I'm not going to say game changer, but that kind of 
it's made me reevaluate a few things in terms of playing and stuff like that. I think, and you know, you're, how you approach things as a musician. Again, as I've said, yeah. being part of bands and then suddenly kind of going, you can't socialize. How do you then approach it? Uh, you know, how what, how do I do music yeah, then? Is yeah. it is it as someone who always plays yeah. as part of a group of people? You know, um, yeah. so one of the things I've been, you know, one of the things that I've finally done is, like I said, taking the plunge and and look bought a. a SPDX, SPDSX, you know, the sampler thing. and But generally, yeah, yeah. As, as another thing to kind of broaden the palette a bit more, and it's another thing I can use along with the acoustic drums maybe, that kind of thing, but I'm, I barely touched the surface with it yet. But I've generally avoided that kind of idea of let's bring in electronics. It, it's always been that thing of what can I do to modify the kit in the moment yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah, yeah. And, yeah you know, and it's, in the last few years, it's obviously become a big thing. Everyone's putting little symbols on their kits, and do you know what I mean? All that kind of thing, and the whole thing of like effects symbols has just gone crazy. Yeah. With everyone yeah, kind yeah. of making loads of weird effect symbols, and you know things that don't sound like symbols deliberately don't sound like symbols anymore. And you know you got like that. What is it? The Istanbul clap stack thing. That's like right. That's right. We got some symbols yeah, that sound yeah. like an eight to eight clap or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Trash it. They got the trash hit as well. Yeah, all of the trash hit, which has been around a while. All of those things. But again, I've always thought that was kind of interesting that you get someone thinking in that way, going, "Okay, how can I make that? You know, how can I get those sounds? How can I make that work in a way that isn't the obvious way?" I guess you know of of getting getting some electronics, buying, getting the sample. There we go. You've got that sound whenever you want it. It's like, yeah, but nice making it your own version sometimes as well. You know. I think definitely yeah yeah because i think what people do is they tend to they, if they get those if they go down that route they tend to do something to modify it you know whereas i mean i, I mean i wrote down here as one of the questions it was just like you know ask you about building your own instruments that was one of my questions <laughs> which you've kind of already answered because it's just that thing of like there was a when i when i saw you play the crescent you had um you had this i don't know if it's a metal bar or something that i don't know would you have you have you got like angle grinders and you've got all yeah. the kind of stuff yeah. to yeah i thought you might that's why yeah, no, yeah. yeah it's again it's the little kind of i mean again it's stuff that i've got into using over the over the last few years i guess with the mm. trio i was doing that i've been doing for probably the longest now well, i've been doing for the longest now it's a trio called the unit armor which is like a kind of yeah avant guitar trio i guess kind of thing but you know we were starting using little bits and pieces in that and um and then Around what was it, two thousand and seven? We were kind of on a on a break for a while with that, and we'd been I'd been exploring that some of those ideas, I guess, in some ways, and and again, the 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 free improv thing, seeing a lot yes. of that, a lot of the aspects of that is kind of well, what are the sounds that are being made? It's about the sounds yeah, yeah. that are being made as opposed to hey, what's this groove in or. Do you know what I mean? What look what what's totally, what what are the totally. no, what, not what are the notes? It's what are the sounds kind of thing? You know, so I you know I remember yeah, again yeah. seeing people like seeing someone like Han Benning play. That was a real yeah. light bulb on top of the head moment for me. He was like one of the I don't know again like my, seeing Michael Zaran, the first person I saw playing free free improv stuff, and he was kind of, he was using bores and he was using bits of stuff on the kit, and he's using rosin. And he, you know, it it was like what's he doing? That's not drumming. What's going on there? And then slowly yeah. you kind of go oh. It's it's not about where you're hitting the. Th- it's about the noises that you're creating on it, in a way. Do you yes. know what I mean? Second thing, yeah, yeah. and seeing like you said, people oh. kind of okay, you 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 take that to its ridiculous extremes with someone like Han Benning, that solo LP of his, where he's just there's like a twenty minute track on it, or whatever it is. It's just him playing everything he's got, 
and he's playing clarinet yeah. and he's playing trombone and he's playing <clears throat> you know he's just doing everything and singing and shouting and you know again seeing him in performances where it's like well i'm just going to walk over here this is going to be part of the performance i'm going to do this other thing and yeah. talk you know and i'm going to sit and read or whatever and that'll be part of the performance you kind of go oh, okay it doesn't have to, you know i think once you go right it's not about any of that stuff anymore any of those ideas of what it is to be a drummer or to be a musician in so, certain narrow ways it's about being a performer and being an artist and uh, i mean being which an is, artist, yeah, it's yeah. something that I, not to sound too lofty and you know but it's i think my 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 trained background i'm a vis i'm a photographer that's my my degree oh, my, my degree part. and everything and and my work outside of here is i, I teach photography and things like that ah. and um, so my background is visual arts. So again, it's that thing of okay, how do those things connect? Do you know what I mean? And and I, in in yeah, my yeah, yeah. in my visual practice, it's always been a case of going okay. You know, I remember spending most of my time on my degree talking about stuff with my tutors, kind of going. So I've got this idea. I think what I'm going to do is this and work on it. And do you think how you know? And they'd go, I have no idea how that's going to work. I've never. I, I don't know. I've never heard of anyone doing that before. <laughs> so it was a lot of me just kind of going, but this right. and, and finding out, and then, you know, three months later going, hey, it didn't really work. Or it did, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of thing. But it was always about yeah. exploring and going, will this work? Because I've seen something like that, and I'll, I've seen I've seen this thing and I've seen this thing. What happens if I try and combine the two? Will that work? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, it's it, and it, mm. it, it's kind of generally been a, a similar thing. I think moving it, moving through music as well. And I think, like I say, seeing that kind of free improv freeness to that, that and, and yes. you know th that that brings yeah, yeah. The, to just kind of go. It's not about that. And you know, and I don't know, being a being someone as a drummer, feeling your own limitations and going, oh, you know, you you read the magazines, you watch interviews, you see, and you kind of go, I'm never gonna. I don't play like these guys. Um, you know, I don't play like all these guys that you always read about, kind of thing. And no, nobody does, do they? Well, it's yeah, so funny, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah, it's, yeah. and you kind of go, you know, I've I've not had I've not had that that I've not had that training, I've not had that, I've never had that desire to play like that in a lot of ways either. So it, no, it, no. It, so it's really really liberating thing to kind of go, okay, I see how this fits with how I generally work. Then now there's a way that I can work this. That's all about the sounds that I'm making. So I guess like I said, mm -hmm. taking it back a little while to when I was on this break with, with Unit Ammo, myself and Jason, the bass player from that, uh, we started a trio with a piano player called Paul Taylor. Um, who He just got in touch with a friend of ours randomly and he want, he's, he's an improvising pianist and he wanted to try and get in touch with a drummer and a bass player to, to start maybe a trio. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. So that was kind of my first thing of really playing just free improv that was kind of like okay where there's no you know and it's 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 not completely free improv in it's electric so it's keyboards and electric bass and drums but it's it's all you know in the moment kind of thing so you know it, yeah people have said oh it sounds like the necks or something like that but i think it's that but maybe with a much shorter attention span maybe <laughs> so it's a lot of moving around and, <laughs> do you know what i mean it's not it's yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. it's not slowly evolving over 45 minutes yeah, it's yeah. you know it's yeah. that kind of thing um so <laughs> so again that that kind of gave me a chance to really start and go okay i can play around with some sounds here i can do you know what i mean because i'm not i'm not playing kit um anything goes so therefore i can bring anything yeah. else in so that's when i started collecting bits and pieces i've got 
just tons of junk basically my my partner sort of has to put up with me whenever we go around markets or anything like that as we flea markets and stuff yeah of constantly like picking things up and pinging and flicking them and stuff to see what sounds they make and anything that's made out of brass and that kind of thing so, yeah yeah sure so like you said yeah, all, all, yeah. The, all, Steel. all the sort of metal bits and pieces that you're on about um they're kind of bits and pieces that i've had and i'd maybe have like a couple of like saw blades and like you say milling machine blades and things on top of cymbals as little extra sounds and what have yeah. you um and i think for some of the stuff i was doing with archipelago we needed i needed more of them so i had to kind of build something to sit them on basically but it within that in, in that within that that little thing that I, I use quite a bit now i guess there's a couple of saw blades yeah. there's a couple there's a little finger symbol there's um a couple of the middles out of some rotor toms so like the spoke symbols i guess you know? oh yeah yeah they're great those you know yeah, very resonant and um so, yeah yeah and then <clears throat> and then there's a there's a bolty dish which is just from uh oh, mega do yeah. you know what i mean which again it was that thing of going okay um in a you know one of the kind of asian supermarkets in town kind of thing and just looking around then going oh they look quite cool what are they? And, yeah and flicking yeah. a few to find a one that gave a nice tone <laughs> You know, and so there's that, and and then you know, I don't know, bunches of other, uh, you know, gongs and like saw blades and things like that. A guy that I work with, the the college where I work, guy in the three D department, there was they were getting rid of a lot of saw blades from like their huge um, bench oh, saws, right. and I was oh, kind of yeah. like, oh, if you, if you don't want them, I'll, I'll. And he was like, yeah, yeah, and happened to mention there's a place around the corner that repairs them that we normally send them to. So I went there and got. So I've got a load of them, that. You know they're not they don't really work as a chromatic thing, but they're there. You know again, if right. you need sounds on something, you need you know, it's they're kind of interesting. Um, what else? I mean, have, I you, have you tried sort of hammering them to change the shape of them and stuff? Have you done the, anything like that? With the, or? With the, the saw blade, I think they're too brittle. They're because they're pretty thick Are as they? well. Yeah, they, yeah. They don't, there's not yeah, a lot. Yeah. I have I've I've gigged with them. I, I did one I did one gig with a there's a like a free improv. Um, collective that I used to do stuff with, and I did yeah. I did one gig with that where I set up a kit with just those, so I mounted them all. Wow. So they were in the positions of like snare to like kick toms and you know, but everything was basically yeah. a big saw blade. So it was just ting 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 ting. When you were playing on it, it was kind of this you know weird, which was that was interesting. Kind of sitting behind that without having planned it out, going I think this will work. I've got yeah. and then having to make it work within the context of what we were doing, you know. But yeah, I mean stuff like that. Well, it makes sound, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it that's makes it. Sound, Again, it's so, that thing yeah, of yeah, hitting it, yeah. and hitting it, and going, "Did that work? Yeah, that worked. Right, do more of that." You know, it's it's that that thing where you're playing and thinking at the same time. I guess it's that that feedback loop. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, like I said, are they brittle? Are they brittle? Are they? Are they quite brittle? Like then, so saw blades. Yeah, I, I think if I mean yeah. if you hit them hard enough, they would break. But they're not going to break from right, like a, okay. a stick or anything like that. I guess. But right, right. But no, I mean, there's other other bits and pieces that i've got a lot of things like um i've got a few uh ammunition shells they're quite nice for that sort of thing um oh right again just for you know and, and again like big ones um uh, yeah like a few sort of like you know what like four inch diameter yeah like four inch diameter kind of shells and stuff like that that kind of thing wow um, okay i think that the one i've got that doesn't get an air in very often is i've got a milk churn that's quite nice which oh, is, which yeah, I picked so, yeah, up in a sounds... picked up for a second hand shop somewhere, but it's kind of like basically a big metal conga. You can play it nicely yeah. as a conga kind of thing because it's got the rounded yeah, top and stuff. Yeah. That's quite nice, um, but it's a bit of a yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a one to try and gig with to get it in the 
I have I have gigged with it. I played at the Sage with it. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, the thing yeah. we did there, I thought we'll get that out. So I've got a photograph of me somewhere on stage with with a milk churn as part of the kit. Um, but yeah, even wow, I mean, yeah. even stuff like we used to do. I used to do some stuff a few years ago with with Unit Amor. Actually, a thing that we used to do as part of it, our rehearsal. The place we rehearsed, I had a couple of timpani in the room, so I used, I got into using those as just like for, to generate tones. So you hit them, and if they've got a mic, you know, on them they start resonating basically you set up a feedback loop with them so they resonate it will just start, it'll resonate yeah, and yeah, yeah and then you can change the pitch of them as you change the heads and stuff like that so you know and mm. we used to use that as as part of a thing as well you know um but again they're a bit unwieldy to tour with when you're trying to fit fit fit, <clears throat> fit them in the back of an estate car is a bit of a trick yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of remind me of um there's a manchester drummer called richard harrison i don't know if you've ever heard of him no, no, no. um Richard, I used to play a lot. I used to play in a band uh, called Toolshed uh, years and oh. years ago. Um, There's a guy called Graham Massey. Oh, he yeah, was, yeah. He was kind of Graham. Yeah, 808 State. Yeah. And he's a kind of quite a no, well-known Manchester sort of um, iconic kind of guy. Synth, you know, into all of his synths. And he plays everything, Graham. He plays drums. He plays saxophone, guitar. He's, he's one of those people that just has crazy... But Richard Harrison used to be, used to be three or four drummers in that group, and mm -hmm. his he used to have his Atari with loops as well. It was like just a cacophony of drums, you know. Yeah. Um, but Graham was very into percussive sort of things, and Richard Harrison um, used to have one, one part of his set was the inside of an old washing machine. Oh right, yeah, simple yeah, yeah. Stand that you, very similar, and he and he used to have to sort of drum and the outer shell, <clears throat> and he used to carry that around with him <laughs> in the in the back of his estate car. You know, it was when we turn up at gigs, I'd, I'd be there with my drum cases and my four piece pearl, yeah, you know, yeah, master's yeah. custom jazz kit, because I was like the jazz drummer. Yeah, and there's a guy called um, oh, what was his name now? Uh, he became a producer, uh, James. Oh, I can't remember his surname, but he was like the groove. He had the tea towel on the snare, you know. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes a guy called Pat Illingworth did it, and Pat moved to London, and he's like a he plays with James Taylor Quartet and right, yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of session gigs. And so there was a drummer kind of who was like that. There was the jazz guy, it was me, and then there was the free guy. Yeah. <clears throat> which was which was Richard, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so it was this, and we all just did different things in the music. And um, Richard was always like very similar to yourself. He'd always turn up with things. It's like, where did you get that from? Well, I found it in a skip, you know. And <laughs> they just thought, oh, it's you know, it just sound it sounded interesting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you know, and and I'd always had a. He always reminded me of a friend of mine, Lee Mullen, who's um. He's a percussionist, and whenever I went anywhere with Lee, he would always go into these little weird shops, like that sold like little kids' toys and things. Yeah, and he was yeah. obsessed with sound, anything that would make a sound, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, I was in London with him once, and he introduced me to this guy called Fergus Durant, who's a quite a well-known British session percussionist. He plays with all like lots of different people, you mm -hmm. know. And going around like Camden with them two was <laughs> hilarious because they were like, you think this guy was really cool, Fergus, you know, like funky London session yeah, pushers. Yeah, yeah. He was just, just like, just like you and like Lee, just obsessed with anything that made a sound. You know, yeah. can I buy that? How much? How much do you want for that? <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know, two quid. Great, perfect. And they'd just be in his percussion bag, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, 
and he used to do quite a lot of recording for me, Lee. He used to bring around these bags of stuff, and it would just be like everything, just all these different sounds. And I've always been fascinated by by that ability to sort of um, just in the moment make a decision like, oh, this is this is the sound I'm hearing now in this music. You know, mm -hmm. this is this is so, suddenly this is oh yeah, I'm going to go off down this kind of tangent. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, it, it is. I think that's that, like I say that's. That's kind of the side of the plane, I think, aspect of it as well that I kind of find interesting, that thing of... of yeah. And, again, to different degrees, you do it within the music. You know, there's been things that I've done that have been more free, more completely free improv stuff, and yeah. that's kind of one thing. Do you know what I mean? It's an interest, And I, I love doing that. It's always an interesting thing to do. I mean, it can often depend on the individuals that you're doing it with as well. It's that kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, some of them have been like big groupings. You know, like I don't know, you're playing in like something that's like ten, twelve people in it or something like that, and and it can just get a bit unwieldy. But in another way, like you said about the multi drummer thing, this uh, this collective thing that I've, I've been a part of. Although we haven't done anything for a, a good while now, um, Helictite, and that tends to be like multi drummers and then maybe a, you know a bunch of other uh, things kind of thing. Um, okay. And I I think the one thing that I found interesting in that when we started doing stuff was because it would it would it would get quite groovy yeah the, you, the, there'd be a big you know like a, a pulse thing happening and you know it's getting maybe yeah a little bit kind of you know i don't know a big kind of psychedelic thing going on or what have you and i i always ended up taking on the thing within it a bit of being right we've been doing this for a while now we need something else, right? I'm going to start doing so, like not just randomly, but I'm going to start doing something that's against what everybody else is doing. Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, the protagonists. We, we, yeah, yeah. We, we, within it, you know, and kind of go, you know, and usually the, we, again within the drummers thing, we'd maybe have roles like, okay, like you say, there's the guy, who, there's a groove thing there, or you know, this this one drummer, all they've got is a floor tom and a kick drum. That's what that's you know, so they're just going to do low end thumpy thumpy kind of stuff and you know but you go okay yeah. what sounds that right okay we need we need a high sound here we need something that's going to start cutting through that's going to just shake everyone out of what they're doing a little bit and push this another way and let's get this oil tanker slowly turned round kind of thing you know that's how you used to think of it yeah and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah and again i think it's just that thing of going okay what what needs bigger picture what needs to be happening in this kind of thing is, is you know i think it's interesting that sometimes and again you know a lot of the stuff you do within that maybe you have Maybe there's rules and you know game pieces and that kind of thing. All, all of that's interesting, but again, it, it's bringing a lot of what I do most of the time isn't really that either. It's 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 playing tunes. It's play you know like with archipelago with Yama with other stuff I do. It's songs, so it's yeah. It's bringing some of that to it. I guess you're not just going to kind of go oh in the middle of this I'm just going to go way and go off over here on on a complete tangent because that's not what the tune needs. Yeah. yeah you know some tunes you know we've got we've got sections where we go okay we know we're going to have like from here we're going to have like it's going to break down and it's going to be improvised stuff for a while kind of thing you know what i mean we don't know what it's 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 a bit of yeah. you know you're going to have those loose sections or whatever but even even within the the stricter stuff there's, there's there's still room for playing around i think and stuff like that so and that's always kind of interesting as well i think and and, and but i'm i i guess i'm I'm still working in the same ways though, because I'm like as, as I said, yeah. my my background with with playing and stuff, I'm never, I I can't come from a point of going, okay, we're playing in, we're playing this piece in four. What's gonna what's it gonna be like if I start in, start putting fives over the top, 
or we're playing this piece and yeah. you know what I mean or like usually yeah, usually yeah. if I'm honest so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find a way of playing as straight as I can through something yeah, yeah <laughs> do you know me what I mean yeah. to, to keep it easy to keep, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it easy yeah. keep it easy for myself you know and also it's that thing of going well if you can put that simple thing through it and a groove through it then some in some ways so much the better um you know yeah. because then not everything is playing on the same thing you know but you know I, I keep getting that thrown at me more now more than ever with with doing archi- since we've been doing archipelago stuff because the way that you know john and fair work is not like other people that i tend to work with most of the time other people that i've worked with are from a similar way of thinking to myself they're self-taught they're it's all about their ideas and their voices kind of thing and yes that that's how fair and john mm-hmm. work but again it's that thing of they also have that background of going okay i can play the they, they're the first people i've played with who can read music I don't read music. Yes. You know, but it's that kind of thing. So straight away, sure, yeah, it opens yeah. up a totally different way of being able to work in, 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 in that way. So, so yeah, there's, there's that yeah. thing now, you know, fear will come in with stuff and I'm kind of, okay, that's the right. Okay. Right. What time signature is this in? Okay. Right. Now you've told me what it's in. I can see what it's in, but do you know what I mean? There's, there's a lot, I, I need a bit more help <laughs> with, with some of it, yeah, sometimes yeah. kind of thing. Um, but again, it's that thing of going, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm still working at it in, 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 in my way, I guess. But yeah, I, but I'm being yeah, yeah. pushed to work with different stuff in some ways, kind of thing as well. Because like I said, you know, Faye's going to come in with something and go, okay. Uh, this is maybe what I'm thinking of the, for the drums on this one. Do you know what I mean? And how, how, how wow. are we going to get that working and stuff? So again, it's not maybe where I would go instinctively or something like that, you know. Um, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. so again it's like we were saying you know you, you you get someone else's ideas maybe a little more and it's then where do you go with in how how do you how do you work with that within what you want to do as well or with what you naturally do I guess yeah 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 well it leads me sort of to the the other thing I was interested in with particularly that trio was just about how you approach the sort of recording side of things compared to the live is there like do you have different kind of as a as a as a collective um different mindset in how you approach the material or do you, do you just view it as like as the same you know if you're gonna if you're gonna make an album for but, instance uh, for recording, your... um no i mean to be honest we've as far as recorded stuff we've got like we've got an ep we've got a couple of albums out in an ep but one of the albums was from a, a, a totally kind of separate project, really, the Between Waves thing that we did. Um, uh, okay. Which right. was, that That was kind of working with other other musicians. But um, as, as, a, as a trio, I mean, the, the recordings that we've done pretty much so far have all been at just live, live recordings. Live. Maybe a couple of overdubs yeah, yeah. to, you know, okay, to put that part on because... You know, it's like there's you know maybe an extra overdubbed sax part or something, or maybe a little bit of noise over the or something. But it's been pretty much what we what we would do live. I mean the 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 last album about Weightless that had you know that was a bunch of tunes, and then a lot of improv stuff that we just did in the studio. So we just would kind of improvise a bunch of stuff. And go. Yeah. Oh, actually, that four minutes is quite nice, you know. And some of that was kind of us going right. Okay, uh, okay. Let's get away from our instruments. Let's all the you know the studio we were recording in had a really old, you know, fairly battered piano in there, kind of thing. And just all of us making noises on that and doing things, you know, that kind of thing. Going okay, what can what kind of sounds can we get out of this? Let's just do something. And it might be nothing. We might get 
in, so there are some little kind of you know two minute three minute bits on the album that are okay we've culled them from that but then what we've ended up doing is going right we like that how how are we going to do can we work out a way of doing that now do you yes, know what I mean? That's what it, I was it, kind it, of it's, yeah. It's that kind yeah, of thing. So yeah. there's, there's a couple of tunes. There's you know one of the songs that we ended our that we've always generally ended the set with for oh we we haven't played it for a while actually but when we used to play it we used to always end the set with it and that just came from an improv thing that was a big kind of growing you know ecstatic kind of thing that we just came out with in the studio and then had to go right that was really good. Let, okay we'll learn that then we'll have to, we're gonna to have to learn and like you know a lot of it was on what john was doing so we had to step back and go right what the hell was i doing with my pedal board now i can't remember it all kind of thing and yeah, figure out yeah. what he was doing yeah. what he was doing sonically because what he was doing you know kind of held a lot of it together but no i mean it's i think we were looking at doing some recording in october that's the kind okay. of the next that's the next plan and i think with this stuff we're looking at maybe going a little more into that process of okay what can we do recording wise what do we want to do what do we you know we, we've we've got a bunch of tunes some of them are maybe more involved in terms of you know like since the last time we recorded stuff fizz started bringing more vocals in and she's doing some keys and stuff on there as well as the sax so in yeah, terms of yeah. recording it might make more sense to kind of track some stuff separately um but also just that thing of going, yeah. okay, let's just think about this sonically. What do we want to bring in? Where do what production do we you know what what do we want to do on them and stuff? So, uh, which is going to be, I'm 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 looking forward yeah. to it because a lot of it, whenever I've recorded a lot of stuff in the past, it's there's been maybe that thing of a bunch of overdubs and stuff. You know, I've de just listened to some stuff in a, an old band I did the other the other day actually, and that remembering kind of being in the studio with that and overdubbing tons of stuff on it. Yeah, but it didn't fundamentally. But it was like it was still that thing of going in and going right. We'll record the basic songs, then we'll put stuff on top. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And and hope but you can still go out and play the music though. Can't yeah, you? yeah. Still it doesn't. It go, doesn't change yeah, how you do it. It, yeah. it wasn't a kind of. It wasn't a created in the studio kind of thing. You know. So so yeah, it, it could be interesting. Like I think it could be interesting to see how we do this, and you know, maybe we strip some stuff back, and you know, I don't know. What it's it's the options it gives you in that way, but um, it's it's not yeah, it's not yeah. been something that we've really done. You know, a, a lot. It's not really been a big part of how we've worked so far. And like I said, that with between waves, that was kind of a an interesting one because again, what we deliberately did with that was we were working with um, we did kind of a, a a shout out for musicians, art for musicians, sound artists, artists to work with us on this project. Um, right. Um, and the four, it was all female identifying artists we were looking for. The four people that ended up working with us, we had. Um, one who's a singer-songwriter, you know, with a very jazz yeah. kind of thing going on. She plays amazing, like, jazz guitar and that kind of thing. But she was very much coming from a songwriting background and singer-songwriter background. We had someone okay. who was doing a lot of kind of electronic loops and voices and beats and stuff like that. We had someone who uh, right. who was a spoken word artist and perform uh, poet. And we had someone mm. who was a like a strings player, like violin, viola, but very much from a um, jazz, improv, and some folk, and like a lot of folk background as well, kind of thing. So that was probably maybe the most obviously aligned with us, I guess, in in some in some ways, in terms, yeah. you know what I mean, in terms of our backgrounds and stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, and I mean, that was. Again, that was the the recordings that came out of that were, were all live because what we did was we had a, we had a two day window 
to work with each of these people. So we'd meet them at the start of day one, having never met them before. And then right. <laughs> but, and, and then at the end, literally all we'd heard was like the stuff this kind of submitted to us in a kind of, this is what I do. Um, yeah. And we deliberately went for people we didn't know. We, you know, we've got people that we knew kind of going, oh, yeah, I'd be interested, you know. And, but we deliberately went for people that we didn't, didn't know and hadn't worked with. So you met them, on the, right. met them at the start of day one. And then by the end of day two, we had a gig. We already knew yeah. it was happening. And we, ha- and we had to write something, two sets maybe, <laughs> worth as, mu- as much as we could. Wow. And invariably, we, we came out with about 40, 40, 50 minutes worth of stuff, of, of new stuff in that two days um that's amazing and and then and then those gigs were being recorded for what would be the album as well so it was kind of like get it all to a to an you know to a a level that you're happy with being recorded and put out by the end of two days so i mean that was that was like you say it was it was intense but again it was that thing of a really good process to go through um Mm. and really you know Kind of, I think we we've talked about it a couple of times. People have asked us about it, and I think that that changed the way that we work quite a lot. In as much as I think before okay. before that, we'd had a lot of we'd would spend a lot of time working on songs, and you know mm. again you know Faith sort of said before she would spend a lot of time like bringing like you know each tune would have like ten riffs in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Me and John used to roll our eyes because okay. she'd be like, oh, there's this one, and then it goes into this one. And then it goes into this yeah. one, and then it go- and we'd be like, oh, okay, okay, you know. <laughs> Got to remember all this. Yeah, stuff. and then there's this. Yeah. Then, 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 then there's this whole. Then there's this whole middle section that's these three other things, and then it goes back to the first thing again, and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I think what one of the things that that really did for us was made us kind of go, okay, look we can't work like that if we've got two days to write a bunch of tunes with someone as well as like getting to know this person a bit and you know whatever else uh, yeah. we can't work like that we've got to just go make decisions more quickly and not not like not keep it simple keep it simple but do you know what i mean like commit to doing something and go right that's going to work and don't agonize yeah, over it and yeah. don't endlessly change mm. and and you kind of go no that's fine we can work with and, and it kind of made us work a lot more instinctively i guess in a lot of ways not not so much second guessing which again ties in with what we said before about the, the the sort of freer playing side of it it brought that yeah. thing in of going okay i'm just going to re- i've got to react we're going to react to this someone's playing this thing someone's and we need to write something now because we've got to get this thing done mm. i haven't got time to sort of record a bit go away listen to it try 20 variations of something over the top do you know what i mean and i've got yeah. to just go right yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, yeah. we'll work on something so it's it's kind of and but then at the at the heart of a lot of it, we're still trying to write tunes. It wasn't let's just write these big, long yeah. form pieces. You know what I mean? Some of them were. Some of them are like twenty minute pieces. One, you know, one of the one of my favorite ones on that thing is, it's a twenty minute thing we did with Faith, who was the the um, strings player. Yeah. But it came out of us just playing. We just we were just starting. You know, someone's messing around with a riff over there. Did it? You know, whatever. And it grew a little bit, and and. I think we played for about twenty five minutes, and then went. Oh, that was that. That was pretty good. That, and then we kind of we were recording as we went, and just had to listen back to it, and pretty much kind of maybe take a minute out there and a bit out there. It's pretty much we'd written it as it was, you know, because it was just again that thing of lis- mm. listening and responding, and did it, you know everyone's in that moment, and it's that lovely thing when you do that, but you come out with something that has this direction, and it feels like it, you know, it is a written thing, 
but it wasn't yeah, yeah. i don't know it, it it wasn't none of the decisions that went into writing it were kind of made on is this going to sound clever is this going to sound yeah. interesting is this do you know what i mean is this going to sound like yeah, we know what yeah. we're doing here yeah. or anything like that it was all all based on does this sound right to us in yeah. the moment which is you know how i'm happiest working i guess in a lot of ways so so yeah stuff like that's great yeah, you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And do you think like the SPDX thing will become part of the kind of palette then of the? Because I was watching some of the videos with the trio, uh -huh. um, and you know, Faye's playing bass. She plays the bass sometimes on the keyboard, doesn't she? Yeah, she's doing kind of synth over. lines and stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of points where we've got John's doing a solo or something like that. She John's maybe fills in on that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or, or there's so some points where of, she's just playing where she's just playing synth rather than sax as well. If she's singing that stuff as well, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was wondering whether there was like, because obviously you've got this, uh, it's kind of the sound palette thing, isn't it? John's yeah. got this array of stuff available to mm -hmm. him. You know, he's a you know he's a great bass player as a, as a bass player, but he's also got this whole yeah 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 like yeah this he's got his options, hasn't he? And and then Faye's got you know she's beautiful beautiful sound she's got a gorgeous sound hasn't she you know yeah, you yeah. just play one note and it's like enough almost no but, it's great tone you know yeah. and then there's yeah exactly and then what well, she's singing now and she's got the synth thing and then you've got all your just all this stuff organic stuff these sort of noises and sounds bits of metal and just like quirky sounding very groovy funky sounding things mm -hmm. and then there's this kind of electronic option now it's like luring its head yeah, is, is there a sort of temptation to to sort of put everything into the box, so to speak, or I don't know, or to I'm really interested in what that it's just really interesting what that kind of could do for your sound, or what you or what you, how you could utilize it on top of all the other stuff that's organic. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah. what really fascinates me. I mean, I guess it, I kind of I mentioned it to to the, the other the other week. Um, we were kind of rehearsing, yeah. rehearsing for one of the for one of the stream things, and and I said, oh, I've, I've I've just got this, and straight away John was like, right, I'm going to send you a bunch of sample, I'm going to send you a bunch of recordings, and I was like, okay, yeah, because he's like anything, anything with messing on with the equipment like that, he's he's game for it, kind of, thing, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so but I'm I'm like I said, to be honest, I'm re I'm still figuring out the main, I mean, the main thing I'm I'm kind of thinking about stuff like that is less so to do with archipelago or any of the, any of the other things I play in. It's it's yeah. what the main thing the main reason I kind of kind of went for it in the end was like I said this the whole lockdown thing kind of um when that was kind of in the offing that everything was going to shut down and stuff like that I grabbed a few bits and pieces from from my rehearsal I thought if I'm not going to be able to travel because I don't have I don't have a rehearsal set up at home. My rehearsal stuff is in our band rehearsal, in a band rehearsal room that we have. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So it's kind of, which is like yeah, yeah. Half, right. half an hour's drive away. Um, right. And generally I only play it. I only, I only play it when I'm playing with other musicians. I don't, I, yeah, I, yeah. The last time I really sat down and rehearsed anything like that, it's, it's once in a blue moon really is. Um, mm. But I thought, well, if I'm going to be stuck not being able to play anything, I'm going to grab a bunch of stuff. So I grabbed a few bits and pieces to so I could set up something in the house with the thing of like, right. okay, I might be able to work on some stuff, like some bits of my playing or you know, all those things that I never get the time to do around everything else, yeah. you know, around family and work yeah, and yeah. da 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 da. And, and like I think we were saying earlier on, that just it didn't happen. 
<laughs> you know, there's a friend of mine sent me some stuff to to do some playing on. Um, he was kind of doing a lot of. He does a ridiculous amount of recording that he does. He he's like you know like a dozen albums a year kind of thing that he puts out or whatever. And he was kind of doing wow. some stuff during lockdown with other as a kind of sending files and then you play on top and da da da. So I kind of oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna I'll I'll do those. They sent me those tracks. I'm gonna do those. And that was just kind of improvising on some stuff. And that took like three weeks for me to do because I was just doing them as and when little little bits and pe- you know like a tune a day or something like uh, that yeah you know once a week yeah. um and yeah I was kind of like right this isn't this isn't happening I'm not getting this I'm not getting to play still um yeah. and but I think what it made me realize was it's that thing of my my idea of playing is still very much wrapped up in playing with other people Social vibe, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, yeah. And I think it I, totally. I think it happens a lot well, I think it happens a lot for drummers. That it's not you know, they're not a solo instrument for a lot of people. They're do you know no, what I mean? It's not it, no, it's part yeah, of, yeah. it's part of sound, you know. Most, you know, guitarists, pianists, sax but you know, you 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 can play a melody, you know. It's one of those things that, you know, no one ever says to you at a party, Ah, oh, get the drums out, give us a tune. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Give us a give us a give us a beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 it doesn't really happen, you know. And you know, so no. e- even people I know who are, you know, like like we've seen before about bass players being the kind of you know the glue that often hold things together in that way. You know, I, I know bass players that just playing they play bass in bands and stuff like that, but they yeah. also yeah, they can, yeah. but they can sit and play guitar. You play bass, you can play guitar generally. You know, there's that, there's that kind of thing. So, but I think dr- yeah. drums is one of those instruments where it it's unless you have a like a, a practice routine or a, a practice regime as far as the word I'm looking for yeah yeah i i which i don't and i never have had i kind of have no reason to touch the drums to play the drums yeah. to think about them unless yeah, i'm playing yeah. with other people and i it is for that thing of it being my kind of being a creative outlet in that way and i mm-hmm. i always really feel it if i'm not creating and not doing stuff in that way um yeah I was really starting to miss it, I think, and miss that outlet that you yeah, get from it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, that, it was that thing of kind of going, okay, what can I do to start and try and expand what I can do? Then again, like, like I said earlier, that thing of saying yes to things was partly a response to kind of going, okay, I keep being in bands and then bands keep stopping, which stops me from doing stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah, one yeah. way around that is maybe to say yes to and spread myself really really thin <laughs> do you know what i mean and say yeah, 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 and you, yeah. you know yourself you, you, every drummer's in like 10 bands do you know what i mean it, yeah, it, yeah. it's that thing at so, any one time so, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah, you, you, you say yeah. you say yes to loads and loads and loads of stuff so i was kind of like yeah. right i'm gonna say yes to more things and that kind of worked to a point but i'm still largely dependent on playing with other people i just maybe have a bigger pool of people yeah. that i can play with you know um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to kind of go, okay, how how am I going to approach this? And again, it was that thing of going, well, maybe bringing in something like that is 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 a way forward. You know, I know other people that do stuff like that. You know, and there's there's a lot of different approaches. You've got you know the the Adam Betts thing, the the way he does stuff. Um, as um, was it colossal squid? I think he got, which is like very much kind of his thing of being. You know, square pusher, Apex twin, that kind of thing, but all on drums. It's you know, it's drum kit and it's an SPDSX, but it's all fired live, and that kind of thing. Yeah. The way he's working with it is all. It's not yeah. you know. I've seen interviews with him where he's saying it, he definitely doesn't want it to be drum karaoke, where he's playing a drum kit along, 
to a bunch of pre-recorded stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, like, it's key. It's yeah, key. Yeah, yeah. It's keeping that that thing. And I'm kind of like, yeah, that that appeals. The idea of having something that's not just playing along to something because I'm not. I I don't write tunes. I'm not going to sit and write tunes and and play along. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So something that's kit based and has the freedom to be able to just play. But at the same yeah. time, the stuff that someone like he's doing, or you know, you see other people do that, tends to be very much based in electronic music, as well. It does yeah? And it's that, and right. it's that thing of yeah, yeah. which I love and I listen to, but it's not my, it's not, it's not my thing. I'm not sitting. There, I haven't got a, a some. I haven't got like a library of beats and samples. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, not. I'm not yeah, I, I, yeah. I've never written tunes like that in that way kind of thing either. So, I don't know. It, it's kind of. There's. I've seen some other stuff. There's a guy. Um, Lawrence Pike, if you know him, plays in um, Sunwaves. He's an Australian, right. Australian guy. And I kind of saw him doing some stuff a while ago, and that really made me go, oh, okay, maybe that could be a thing, where he's very much using it as another sound source within an acoustic kit. So, it, like, okay, the, all, right, the stu- right. all the stuff he's working with, it's all kind of, it's a lot of improvised playing, and he has a bunch of samples that worked it seems to be how it goes that work together that he can right. bring into what he's playing and then he's working around stuff as well so again it's yeah, that thing yeah. of there's a you know I, I don't know it's the way he's working tends to be very abstract in a lot of ways i think as well mm. and you know it's it's mm. but I, I really like the sounds that the stuff that he's got going on there so i don't know somewhere in between those two maybe <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's that it's that thing of I'm, but like I say, it's mainly just to kind of go okay. So I've got something else I can explore, you know. If yeah, if hopefully uh, it won't, but if a second wave is going to hit and we're going to be locked down again, or or mm. just moving on generally in music, again it's that thing of it's it's that freedom I guess to kind of go okay. If everything else fails and you know I don't know. Archipelago stops. The unit armor stops. The other things I'm doing, if you know, if for whatever reason they stop, you know, can I still exist as a as a creative musician in that way? Is it, you know that kind of thing? You know, yeah. I know we've I've talked in in the past before with my partner about you know moving. You know, oh, you know, she's always wanted to kind of move to like you know Scandinavia or you know we we got a free. You know, it's that thing you go on holiday and you go, ah, oh, it'd be great yeah. living here. It'd be lovely. You know, you're in France going, oh, it'd be lovely living here, wouldn't it? Kind of thing. You know. Yeah, and I've always kind yeah, of gone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I've always kind of gone. Yeah, it would, but I'd have to leave that music thing behind a bit because exactly. because yeah. because in in my head it's about those people that I play with, and yeah, Social you could probably thing, yeah. pick up stuff. Yeah. You could, you know, you could maybe find your way into a music scene in wherever you. You always, you know, yeah, what I mean? you always will, won't you? Because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. But but if, yeah. but if there's not much of a one, you know, I'm not sure I could kind of go. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm gonna move to rural France and I'll end up being my only creative musical outlet is playing in a pub covers band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, not, nothing against the whole pub, no. pub covers thing and all the rest of it, but no. it's, it wouldn't be for me. It really wouldn't be for me. No, no, um, no, no. I, I lived kind of semi-rurally in Sweden in 95 and oh. it's, it's that vibe. You, it's a, it's there's not a lot going on you know well, and, it, I, and i was a real it was a real idea i really wanted to live in that i wanted that lifestyle yeah, yeah, you know yeah 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 
but the so the music side of it was a nightmare. It was just there was nobody to play with, you know, yeah. and there was nobody. It serves a, it's, you know, it serves a different purpose yeah. in that in that setting as well. Music, there's a different. Do you know what I mean? It. it... Yeah, yeah, and I had to have to have lived lived in like you know Jotunburg, Gothenburg, or yeah. in Stockholm. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it, and then it defeated the object yeah, of exactly kind of yeah. living in you know yeah in those, those so, smaller places. Yeah, no, it is it it, it is yeah. it, it's, it's that thing of. I, and I know people kind of go, oh well, you could do it, you could do it remotely, you could do it, but then that's a whole other thing to set up and learn to do, and and it's kind, <laughs> and again, it's kind of that's, not really what attracts tough. me to it as well. No, you know, no, exactly. If it's that thing yeah, of going, okay, yeah. what's interesting is being in a room with people and it being in that moment and and writing this stuff, and you know, some of the it's that idea of some of the best stuff I've ever written never seen the light of day because it's the stuff that you did in a rehearsal room and you didn't have a tape running and you're there going. That was fucking amazing. That was, do you know what I mean? That was brilliant. Like, and you're all kind of looking yeah. at each other at the end of it, going, "Wow, we just that was that yeah. was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was." And because yeah. that's kind of what it's about, really, in a way. Yeah. You know, if it, it yeah, playing yeah. it, playing to playing a gig, playing to an audience is is great because that's that's the same thing, maybe amplified, because there's more people and there's more of that connection and more of that energy going backwards and forwards and all the rest of it. But really, yeah. fundamentally, if nothing else, if you can get into a room with like two or three other people, and get that yeah. going, then that that's that's all it really is about, you know. And like you said, it's the remote thing, it doesn't really, it wouldn't really have that thing. So, so yeah, the, it's kind of finding something that maybe kind of scratches that itch in a way, that that creative thing. Yeah. But that means I don't have to be in a room with two or three other people. Maybe I can do something myself and come out of it and go, okay. Yeah, I like I like that thing that I just created there, which is mm. kind of scary. The idea of doing that as as a, as a solo person, as a you know, yeah. and going if it sounds crap, I can't blame anybody else. I, <laughs> maybe you know, yeah, and, yeah. and and maybe maybe I don't know, maybe six months, twelve months down the line, I'm going to be putting the sampler back up on eBay. Going, yeah, it didn't really work, but we'll you know we'll. <laughs> We'll we'll see, yeah. I guess you know it. It's it... yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's what I did. I mean, it part of it's buying the right thing. I didn't buy the right. I bought this Elisa's sample pack. Oh thing yeah, and, yeah. And it just didn't. I didn't like the way it loaded the samples in and the way it worked. Whereas the Ro Roland thing, they've really got it sussed, you know. And so, to, yeah. I was going to invest again. I'd, I'd go down the road you've gone down. I'd do it prop. I think it do do it properly, you know. Is is get the the SPDX thing. I used to have an Octopad years and years ago, and I used to play in a a drum and bass kind of band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I had all the triggers set up on the kit, so because it has all, it's got the inputs as well. Mm -hmm. So and that was. Doing other things on the pad, not just playing sounds, but but sort of changing patches and things, and doing quite. And it was a bit of a nightmare. Again, it's that logistical thing of mm -hmm. I've got to hit this now because if I don't yeah. hit this now, this whole series of things ain't going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of integral to the whole music. Yeah. For everybody else, you know, but uh, and then I did something a few years ago when I was doing my postgraduate one of my postgraduate performances I did a solo thing I did three pieces one was with the computer with that kind of you know drum karaoke thing oh. so to speak one was with a loop pedal <clears throat> which was creating in the moment cyclic loops oh, models yeah. of cymbal scrapes and stuff you know textural things yeah. and and then the other was a solo piece you know and I, I'd always liked this idea of playing solo 
But then I just realised how lonely it was, and it's just back to this thing you're talking about—the sort of social, yeah, the social side of music. You know, without that thing, it's, it's a little bit like, what's the point? You know, in a way, um, I couldn't imagine touring on my own. You know, oh no, that would be a little, you know. a bit odd. I think. <laughs> you know, you sort of see stuff for like you see stuff for like stand-ups and things like that where they're doing it, and it's just them touring. You know, it's hard you know, work. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I imagine yeah. it was having no one to bounce anything off, and you know that thing of, yeah, you know, at the end of, at the end of a gig. Going, oh, okay, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. like just on to the next one, kind of, <laughs> yeah, a <laughs> little yeah, bit of that, yeah. you know. Hello, oh. <laughs> a lot of that. So yeah, I, I, like I say, whether it, whether, whether anything sees the light of day with it, it, it's more just as a thing to kind of go, okay, exploring how, how I work. Like I said, I'm, I think that was the other thing I realized. I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, you could give me twelve months. You could give me, you could go right, okay, you know what, you've got the next year. To just focus on nothing but drums. S- somehow we're, g- yeah. we're going to give you that time, and you're going to get the next twelve months to just focus on drums. You know, yeah. I- I've got a bunch of you know, I've I've got a few books kicking around. I've got the um, John Riley, the uh, Bop drumming. You yeah, know, uh, Bop drumming, I've, you know, yeah, I've got yeah, that yeah. sitting kind of just over the, over there, just sitting under the bed. I've had it for you know, a mate of mine recommended it as a as a in, as a nice one to kind of get into. You know, I was like, oh okay, I'll give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part of my thing was like maybe I'll maybe I'll look at the brush patterns thing in that just out of interest because mm. I've never yeah, really you know stuff in it, yeah. um, you know the only thing I've ever done with anything like for brushes was I bought the uh, Ed Fig Pen I bought his sound of the the sound of brushes the, it's yeah, on yeah. video on VHS years ago I bought it kind of thing and I think that was enough oh yeah but yeah yeah that was enough to kind of go okay. This this is this is brushes one oh one. This is very, very basic. This is kind of what they're doing. It's not just sticks. It's not just like funny looking sticks. It's they're doing a different thing, you know. And yeah, it's a vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I think yeah. I think it's that thing of going, Okay, I I got enough there and then I get to a point of going, right. Um not that I'm bored with it, I just kind of go, but now how do I put that into this other thing that I find interesting, which is playing with other people? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you kind of go, I've, I've, yeah. I'm up and running with it enough, but now I want to take it and, you know. So I think even, even if you give me the next 12 months, I know I'm not going to sit there and go, right, I'm really going to get my technique down. I'm really going to, you know, unless maybe I went to, if I got a tutor, if I went and got some lessons and had someone going, right, get out, that's a bad habit, that's a bad habit, get out of doing that. Do you know what I mean? And mm. All those things that really it's hard to do from inside yourself. Kind of thing. You need an you need an external voice, kind of going. Okay, watch on that. Watch on that. You know, um, maybe that would be yeah, that. Yeah, that would be yeah. useful, I think. But if it's just if I'm left to my own devices, I'm not going to do that. So maybe no. maybe it's more useful to start. And as I've said before, if if a lot of what I do is about the sounds that I'm using, and and mm. and how I'm creating things and working with sounds and stuff like that, what can I do to yeah. to be more of a self inclusive sound thing you know like because for all that i've I've got mm. a lot of sounds in the kit that i'm using i'm yeah you know i don't know i'm still i i think there's you know there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of you get a lot of dr- solo drummers out there doing stuff you know just on kit you know yeah. where they can sit and they can, yeah they'll do a you know a, a 40 minute set on you know hmm. and and it, it, it could be more from the point of view of you know a very much what's being played or very much from the sounds side of things you know you get people like like um chris corsano someone like that or um <clears> who's <throat> very much about playing adapted kit in a lot of ways but he's you know ridiculous technique 
that he has and all the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? And the way, the way he's playing and the way he's approaching it is very much his way of doing it. And yeah. it, it's, I, I don't know, that's not what I want to do with as a solo drummer, I guess, if I want to think of it in that. I still feel really uncomfortable saying as a solo drummer. That just feels wrong. <laughs> Somehow, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, to me, any yeah, for me, yeah, for me, definitely. there are other people who there yeah. are other people who do it, and they're amazing at it, and I love what they do with it. I just feel a bit odd, kind of going, "Yeah, I'm going to be a solo drummer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of what it's. I mean, it's the thing that was amazing with Rich when I was talking to him, and why I kind of got in touch with him because I was watching. Um, I mean, there's there's the stuff with the trio, um, but there's just some of the things he was doing on his own that I saw on YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, and it was more about that thing of he's gone, he's just gone, that's really like, that's really interesting as a thing to try and just to sort of understand and replicate. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so the kind of purpose behind it is just that, it's that fundamental thing of just wanting to be interested in something and just getting inside it. Yeah. The kind of byproduct of actually doing it is almost irrelevant. Yeah, 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 It's yeah, just yeah. that, you know, and he really talked a lot about, and we talked quite a lot before, we the actual published podcast you know just about this kind of process thing mm -hmm. and he's like a real i was like so impressed with his ability to just have this kind of thing of like it's a process and it takes as long as it takes mm -hmm. until i understand something yeah yeah yeah, so yeah it's yeah, almost yeah. like it just doesn't matter about it's just the do the doing yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it's and it's and it's that same thing and it you know the kind of you know i'm becoming a solo drummer it's suddenly like well you, okay that's a bit kind of like why? <laughs> well, oh yeah, why? Well, that's what uh, I mean. It's, oh, it, I, th I think it's that, it that thing of going. Well, have you got something to say as a solo drummer? Exactly. Because if you, yeah, if you yeah. if you've got nothing to say as a solo drummer, then why? And I, and I think that was the thing for me, kind of going. You know, I, I think again, it was that thing of going. I I kind of know where I fit within the dynamic of a band. You know, because I've always yeah. you know yeah, yeah. listening to one of the one of the podcasts you did a while ago. I was always kind of interested in that idea you were saying about the idea of you get people who are you know players who are drummers who you yes. know, and then there are people who are band players. You know, yes. you know, you, they play within a project. Yeah, other yeah. people, and I'm very, very like a thousand percent. It's a, I'm a band player. Do you know what I mean? It's it, that's that's yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. And I I'm comfortable with that, and I I I understand my role within that. You know, and that changes from band to band and that kind of thing. But yeah, I I, I know how that works, and I know what I'm saying with that. And and if anything, it's because it's a conversation. You're having that conversation with two yeah. or three or four or however many other people are in that thing. But there's a conversation mm. going on there. That idea of having a single voice mm. and it being your voice going, you know, okay, oh, hell, what do I want to say then? That's a bit, yeah. you know, it's, it, and it, 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 again, it took me back to, it takes me back to things like, you know, like visual art practice going, okay, what am I talking about with this? What the piece that I'm doing, what's it about? What, you know, what themes am I looking at? What am I, and I've got ways of doing that within visual stuff. Which, if I'm honest, I, you know, again, time-wise, I don't get to do a lot of that. So I think it was that thing of going, okay, yeah. I spend a lot of my time doing music in a social thing, in a multi-voice conversational thing. Mm. What's my voice then? If if yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? If someone was to yeah. say to me, "What do you yeah, want? Totally. What do you want to say creatively?" And I I yeah. had a kind of thing of going, you know what? I have no idea. Yeah, I really have too. no idea. Yeah. So I, I need I need something else. Yeah, 
you know, to just at least a spark. Yeah, yeah, to, to kick some ideas just, off kind of thing. Yeah, you, you know, you get used to being yeah. a responder rather than an originator in very, some ways kind of thing. Very much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And again, because I think that's generally the role, you know, and that's not to say that, you know, yeah, yes, I've played in situations where stuff that we've had has come out of something that I've played, you know, you're messing around with something and someone's going, oh, that's quite, you know, yeah, you've originated something, it, but it's usually not been... Uh, like I've never come in and gone, right? I've written this beat. Let's have a listen to this. You know, I've listened. I've written this thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm used to other people coming in going. I was at home and I was noodling around and I've written this riff and I've done this thing. What does everyone think of it? I've I don't think I've yeah. never done that. I've gone. I was noodling around on this thing the other week and I've written this really nice rhythm that I think is really interesting. I think everyone should play along with it, kind of thing. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So again, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's that thing of going, okay. Can I find my own voice in this then? You know, it's it, yeah, have I got something? Yeah, have I got something yeah. to say that's just me? And what is it? And if hope, like you said, the process is the important thing. I want to find out what that is. If nothing else. Yeah. Well, this was the I had this really weird thing on Instagram a couple of years ago because because um, because I've got a, I've got my own process if you like for when I'm working on my own. You know, because I. I kind of I do like practicing. I've got I've got a practice pad. I'm quite mm. nerdy, and and I write these pieces of music to to practice to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're not for any. Other, they're not to make an album or to publish or to put out there. They're just to practice to. And I just had I had somebody make some weird sort of comment about they were kind of judging them as a as a as a as a published thing. And right, it's like yeah. no 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 they're not. The, I've written this thing because it's it's because I, I wanted to practice this tempo playing this style within this whatever you know <laughs> so I, and this, I wrote this thing it's not even it's not even really got a tune it's just a vibe yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of quite quant it's quite quantized so I know that it's in time and and again it's just I'm just sharing a process here I'm not sharing a thing a finished yeah, yeah, thing yeah 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 it's yeah. just no and it was just and you've got to be really careful when you put things out into the world, you know, that like, you know, this is, this is my thing. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and the whole social media thing is very strange in that respect because, because I, I believe like you do, it's a social thing. And I, I believe that actually a lot of social media is anti-social media for, yeah. for musicians because it's a lot of bedroom players, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a lot of people that are very, they're kind of quite isolated and they, they do a thousand takes of something and they publish one minute of the greatest bit and that becomes everything that they are. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Which is, that's the real extreme of it. Uh, but, there, but there are people like that that do exist. And then and then there are like the you know the player players, the people that sort of play for different people and they were kind of the, the, the go-to, you know, the call-up drummer. Yeah, yeah. And then there are the, the, the kind of band players, you know, and it's kind of it's an interesting thing with education and it's quite challenging i think with education because where i work you know we get we get both of those sorts of players mm -hmm. you know but they all but both sides of it do have something kind of artistic to offer yeah yeah you know uh within within their process yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. within the sort of uh, the, the the process of what they do. So it's yeah, so it's always an interesting I always find it just an interesting debate or an interesting way of thinking or or just that thing of people getting the they look at you, they get the very much the wrong idea very quickly about something that you do, you know, if you if you kind of if you're sharing a process, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, no, no. If you're <laughs> 
is. So um, anyway, yeah, it's a bit of a kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there, but um, I was just quite conscious of the time as well because yes. I know that you have sort of um, responsibilities got, no, in your sorry. life. Uh, no, uh, that's okay. I heard there was some noises. <laughs> there was some noises off. I believe the term is earlier on. Um, <laughs> that oh, I'm yes. aware of. So, <laughs> um, but no, I think we're, we're we're okay. I think we're okay. But yeah, oh, that's good. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, anyway, I mean. Yeah, I mean that was um, that was kind of I think that was kind of everything covered really. I yeah. was like uh, we talked a lot about um, just that thing of being an individual, which I think is really I think it's so important these days that people have the confidence to um, to be themselves. You know, well I think it's um, it's, it's it's kind of what you're saying that because or it's it's affirming in a way that you're saying that because when you when you mentioned to me about do about doing this with the the that, after that gig in february because i was saying oh yeah i've been listening to the podcast while it sounds really good and you went oh do you want to do an interview and my immediate thing was like oh christ n- n- no no what what would i have what what, what <laughs> like n- what would i have to say you know what i mean what would i have to say i, I can't do a drumming podcast i'm not a drummer i'm not a you know i'm not i've never been interviewed about well. drumming and talked about drumming in my life kind of thing you know because straight yeah. away you you kind of assume there's a there's a there's there's a thing you know you, you kind of go like there's a thing that people it's all look, about paradigms yeah, yeah, yeah you know you kind of, <laughs> you're assuming that and and it was that thing of going okay no you know what yes yes I'm going to say yes because I, I, what I do is as valid as what anybody else does in that way of course and, it, yeah, and, and yeah. it's and oh, it's yeah. that thing of kind of going but it but it's that internal thing that you go through isn't it that everyone goes through of like you know constantly mm. questioning whether you're any good at what you do and, and you know whether what you have to say is, yeah, is worth yeah, it and all the rest yeah. of it and i think it, yeah, it, it's, sure. it's that thing of like the, the one uh, the one thing i know i do better than anybody else is be is play like me if nothing else, like the, exactly. the the one thing that comes from, like yeah. I said, having never really sat and picked apart other people's playing and gone, oh, maybe I can incorporate mm. a little bit of that or, a, or some of this. Or, it's you know I've kind of done that subconsciously, I guess. But so yeah, it's that it's that thing about about being an individual in that way, I guess. You know, I think yeah, that, that yeah. it's 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 good to it, it that that's kind of the 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 the, the remit of you know what you're talking about. You know, because I know we were saying that like one of the other. I haven't listened to that many podcasts in the last few months, to be honest. Again, time and what have you. But listening to um, the Trap Set, which is probably the only one of the few podcasts I tend to listen to, which is another drumming one. Um, yes, and, yeah, yeah. And a lot of the thing with that is, I think one of the things that one of the things that that why that one chimes with me tends to be because it's interviews with people, interviews with people who happen to be drummers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's yeah. it's like it's yeah, interesting yeah. interviews with people who happen to be drummers. And I mean, the the guy the yeah. guy who does it. He's broadened it out into like oh, non-drummers, controversial. But you know, he's kind of bringing in people yeah. who aren't drummers because I think he just went. Well, I know loads of other interesting people as well who just happen not to be drummers to not interview them. Which is again, it's great. It, it's all about those. You know, so it's it's about those people and about those individuals. You know, and and that's yeah, all going to be if, interesting. Yeah, I think. Yeah, people get like um, it's about. I suppose it's just about personalities. I listen to because I'm a very into cars, as you, yeah, as you yeah. probably know. Um, and I listen to a couple of car podcasts, and um, and one of them is American. Um, it's called the Smoking Tire. A guy called Matt Farrow is very known kind of car person in that sort right. of car scene, you know. Uh, but a lot of his podcasts are just with uh, people that aren't particularly carry. I mean, there is a lot. The car theme runs through it, yeah. but 
it's just that thing of more when you connect with somebody who talks or thinks about the world in a certain way, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and that was kind of really what I wanted to eventually, hopefully, have with this was a, just like a big archive of of stuff I'm thinking about, things that maybe I'm practicing, and stuff that maybe will inspire other people to think about drums in maybe a different way, you know, or whatever, and encourage people to really go down their own rabbit holes. It's really important that people have the confidence to do that, and that they they're not like freaking out looking at all these amazing players on social media, you know, and just going, oh, I can't play like that, I'm worthless, yeah. you know, and it's just like absolute well, load of nonsense, you say, all that stuff, uh, you, you know, know. Within education, I'm, yeah, within, you know, you're teaching drums, I, I'm assuming you see that all the time as well, you know, it's that thing of, of, of people kind of yeah being faced with that and kind of going, yeah, you you've know, got to enable, yeah, you've got to enable people to understand the way in which they want to learn, you know, mm. It's that it's that instead of sort of molding people to learn in your way, it's just getting people to give them the confidence. Yeah, you know, just to sort of just almost just jolly them along and make 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 them not go sort of in a try and go in as straight a line as possible. Just help them. Just just maybe down there's a good. And that's just yeah. you know we all have experience, don't we? We bring experience to um to you know to the situations that we're in you know this conversation now yeah 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 we have between us we have probably eight ninety years of yeah. eighty years of experience on the drums yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and uh, and it's and when you start adding that up between you know the people that are around you and it's like an amazing wealth of knowledge which I mean I just don't want that knowledge to to die or disappear you know I think it's important that if it's kind of saved and archived and anybody listens to it or gives a shit, you know, then it's kind of at least it's there. No, no, no but it is. <laughs> to it, be. This, this, it is. This is the stuff that this is the stuff that is important in some ways. You know, all all the all the the instructional videos and all the rest of it, they're going to be there because there's always people can break it down in that way and record it and put it out like that and go, this is how you do this sure. thing. And and yeah. that that's going to land for some people. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. if, if if I yeah. want to, like you know, everyone says it these days, but you know, the internet age and all the rest of it. If I want to learn a particular thing on the drums, I can down. I could look on YouTube, and there's probably going to be a video for it. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Whether or yeah, not yeah. whether or not it's a video that means I can learn from it is a different matter. That's down to the individual doing it, I guess. But you know, that information's out there. Yeah. The stuff, yeah. the stuff that's the stuff that is the trickiest stuff to 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 kind of maneuver in the in to, to kind of travel through is 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 all that other stuff all the other stuff about about being you and about do you know what i mean about finding your voice and all these other things and that's the, that's the stuff yeah. that yes hey there's, there's there i'm sure there are podcasts and there are <laughs> other things about that as well you know yours included but i think you can't have too much of that as well because that's always going to be you know people are, people need just as much of that as they do the other stuff to, you know to, yeah you know. and i think there's a lot of people talking about it but there are not a lot of people uh, uh, like talking about it that do it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's uh, so. I, I kind of I like to, I like to talk to people that are that are an example of it in reality. No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, and, uh, not from a not from a psychology handbook yeah, or something. Yeah, you know. No. <laughs> and I think even even in terms of like talk about education, like my education in in photography and what have you, mm. it is a very much a non technical education. That the course, the course yeah. that I was on was very much a fine art kind of course in a lot in a lot of ways, um, which came came as a, a bit of a shock to me when I then went and started working 
in in that field because people go oh how do you do this and you go i, d- I don't know <laughs> i've never and then you have to find out figure out how to do it and then teach them how to do it so there's a lot of that but what yeah, what yeah. I, what i yeah. did get from from the, you know my time in in education was like four years to explore stuff and to find what i wanted to do and where i wanted to go and find a process find my way of learning stuff find my process for learning stuff and that kind of thing yeah, and you come out exactly. of it, you know, and I remember there was, there was, you know, there was, there was a, you know, a few points after I'd kind of finished my degree where there was very much that thing of, you know, so, so when are you going to get a job in photography then? You know, has the last three, you know, this is, for, you know, from, from a mum at the time, bless her kind of thing. You know, there was an era, there was a little bit of that of kind of like, um, yeah. what, what, you know, you've done these, this for the last four years. When, when are we going to see something from it you know and it was weird you know i kind of i kind of you know did other jobs that were peripheral to photography and things you know for a few years after that and eventually you know i kind of landed in the job that i'm in now in a a college in newcastle and i think you know she kind of had to call in one time to to see me about so to to see me about something i can't remember what it was and i think there was very much a thing for oh okay it was worth it now. It was worth it. You've got, it's a proper job. You're in college, you're working, you're teaching, you did, you know, okay, that's Legit. fine. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, <laughs> but it was still that thing of going, no, 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 that wasn't the important bit that I never, ever, while I was in education, had that thing of going, right, I want to do something like I never had an aim when I wanted, when I came out the other end of it, of what I wanted to do. It was the process of while I was there was the important thing. And, and that process has you know whatever else i've done in my life in terms of you know job or whatever else, that process has been there underneath it all still as well the process that i developed while i was there of how i learn and how i work and how i think and it and, yes. and it feeds through still in any visual stuff i do and it feeds through in any musical stuff that i do if do you know what i mean it, it's kind of there and, and so. that's kind of the point it's about you know enriching you as an individual and becoming hopefully a better person you know a better individual as, as part of it because you've had that time and that opportunity to 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 try things and to experiment and to and to work out what works and what doesn't and make mistakes and do you know what i mean I, and yeah. that's what i always try and do with the students I, I work with where it's kind of the thing going don't worry about it whether you're going to get a job at the end of this kind of do you know what i mean and i think there's a lot to change since i was there anyway but it, it's they maybe don't hope for that or within photography as well, it's something that a lot of people do set up for themselves as a career, you know. But I think music's maybe yes. music's a slightly different thing. Maybe you 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 know you can have a lot more personal reasons for wanting to learn music than maybe photography in some ways. But you know, I don't know how many of the students that you that you work with expect to come out at the end of it and go, oh okay, I'll walk into some kind of playing job somewhere. Do you know what I mean? And that'll be me sorted, yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, how many of them are like? Yeah. How many of them are like? Well, if I never do this professionally ever, I will be perfectly happy with that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think the aspiration is um, is to play, isn't it? I mean, it's just that because it's that sort of thing of remembering why you played in the first yeah, place, which exactly. is something I always try and remind them from time to time because they get really caught up in pro, you know, in process and developing and it's quite a competitive environment as well which is which is good in some respects um but it's just that thing of always saying okay you just occasionally remember why you did this in the first place you know it's uh you loved it you loved it and i and and i've been through the same thing because you know i went through times of being very busy as a kind of playing musician 
in in not in a particularly soulful way, you know, of just saying yes to lots and lots of different gigs and just driving about and just being a bit of a whirlwind. And mm-hmm. and the teaching thing for me was a bit of a saviour because I kind of stumbled across my job at Leeds. I applied for it, I got it. I didn't really know I wanted it. I wasn't teaching at all at the time. I'd made a decision not to teach. For years, I'd stopped teaching. I just wanted to play and bring kind of an experience if I ever did teach. And then I started teaching really good people. And it was just, I've got an opportunity just to sort of share a space with people very much like you describe, who are kind of trying to find out who they are. They're playing for the right reasons. At the end of it, they're going to end up with this kind of portfolio thing of being able to do lots of different things within music, the bigger thing of music, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Which... And it gives them options to stay. Because I always say to them, the one thing you want to try and do, if you're going to try and do anything when you leave, if you want to stay in music, is you want to try and stay in music. Don't, yeah. don't, or get a job that requires no headspace yeah. for a while. Yeah. So it doesn't take up your artistic headspace, your creative headspace, you know. Yeah. Don't get a job in, you know, IT or something where you've got to really think a lot about, you know, spend a lot of head and, and stuff where you're going to be called upon night and day, you know, and people are going to be really relying on you for all kinds of, you know, that's not, you're, you're not going to end up with a, you know, part of the job I do at college now, some parts of it I've got to get balance because I manage people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, to, I have to kind of balance things. We all have that kind of administrative side of what we do, don't we, if you're teaching as well yeah. and in a college and things. And But uh, but it is that thing of just of, of being able to share a space and just feel like you can just give enough input to to be you know obviously helpful and be you know giving them something they come they come like help you know they're coming for help yeah 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 and they're not the um and that and the, the, that's that that balance between the band players and the kind of the want to be the Jeff Picaros you know of the world yeah. who want to be a want to be a session drummer and i mean very very few drummers now come to college with that aspiration because the scene yeah yeah no it used to it, anymore, it used to be a thing didn't it know? yeah yeah very much so but yeah it did yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was at the tail end of that. I never wanted to be that, but like Dave Hassel was probably, uh, him and a guy called Steve Gilbert were probably the two busiest drummers outside London, you know, uh, when I was 15, 16. They were genuinely playing, um, you know, they were playing every night. They were recording every day in studios. And when when I left college, you know, in my early 20s, that scene didn't exist anymore, you know, yeah. because drum machines had come along in the eighties and sort of just decimated yeah. the drum yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that obviously all turned around in the nineties. People got back to real drummers again, and now real drummers are really, you know, it's really the thing. You yeah, know? I mean, I think you're starting to get to um, that thing of certain. You're getting certain drummers that have got that profile of like they're the guy that you go to to record that stuff. But then, definitely, I think for all of those high profile ones, there seems to be a lot. I think they started noticing it more and more on kind of you know drum forums and stuff you know pages on facebook and stuff that i've kind of joined over the last wee while that you realize how many people are out there just doing that stuff as well though there are are a lot of people yes maybe no one's earning mega bucks doing it do you know what i mean but there's that thing of like it's kind of gone from being like this this thing of yes you can you can make a serious living being session pro kind of thing it's like no no you can still do it you can still, you know, make a little, but maybe you do other things as well, kind of thing. But I think there's, there's, yeah. there's still, there's still yeah, quite a lot of that out there. And I think again, it's that thing of, you know, we talked about, you know, people doing projects via, you know, kind of, sort of sending files and stuff like that. That seems to become the way, the the norm now. So again, 
it, it's people who are prepared to work in different ways. So, you know, yeah, yeah. are you someone who knows how to set up your own studio and knows how, you know, that, that, that's become the, the essential skill. Do you know what I mean? All of those kind of things have become yeah, rather than, rather so. than, you know, yeah, can yeah. you, can you play this thing inside and out kind of thing? It's, yeah. you know, it's a different yeah, yeah. skill set really, it seems so. Yeah, that's kind of where my headspace at the moment is. I'm trying this setup here. I'm trying to make it a little bit more, I wouldn't say professional, but I've been doing some remote recording for people um, during this period. Mm -hmm. And But all the actual, and most of it's been demoing and then and then going to do the proper recording with their gear somewhere. Yeah. You know? yeah. So the end product is not being finished here or the stems of what they're going to use isn't created yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah. it's having a setup where you can demo for people at you know reasonably good quality. And so they can get a feel for what it's so, going to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and learning. And so I've had to learn, like I've been using Logic for a couple of years and I've had to sort of just spend quite a lot of the lockdown period learning a little bit more about Logic and how to you know, how to properly meter and mm -hmm. record the drums and, you know, at a proper level and just not just pr you know, pressing record and, oh, it's a bit distorted, that's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> so it's been, it's a bit boring, but it's been quite interesting to just sort of embrace things in that way. And, I mean, I'm hoping I don't, I'm not going to need to use any of that knowledge. Actually, I'm sort of hoping things will eventually just get back to normal. I and know what you mean. Back to playing again and, you know, uh, I've missed playing deeply it's just been i just don't even want to think about it really because you know like yourself it's such an important part of you know uh, even though i'm not i wouldn't say i'm a professional drummer anymore because of, because my you know my job i have a job now and you know, and it's a full-time job and it's a full-on job mm -hmm. but playing wise i'm still i mean i play more artistically these days than i ever have which is the job gives you that kind of option which is great yeah. you know i don't i'm not a jobbing drummer anymore which is what i used to be um but it's having that thing of, you know, yeah, playing a lot less, but just to not be playing at all. I mean, this is the longest period in my life since I've been playing when I started at 12 yeah. that I've not played with other people, you know. Yeah, 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 totally. It's, it's just totally bemusing. It's um, bizarre. It just feels, you know, as each week passes, it actually just starts to feel more and more bizarre, you know, that we're in this kind of situation where... But people, are, friends of mine are talking about gigging now in September and people are saying so... Yeah, there seems even, to be kind you know, of noises to that effect. But I, I, I don't know, I think, it, yeah. I think it's that thing as well. I think it's hit a lot of people in, in within music. I think it's that thing. There's a lot of people within music that it's it's kind of the whole the whole virus lockdown thing has really hit them in 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 as much as kind of going like what should we be doing i know like we've had the, the some the streaming stuff that I've, the couple of streaming gigs that i've done with with archipelago the first one of those we had yeah. i mean it was the setup for it was super professional and it was all you know we were we because we had to travel for it we had to drive down to to manchester for it whatever you know we, we oh yeah it, yeah it wasn't a case of doing it from our bedrooms or whatever you know we we so they had to arrange like key worker status for the day and all the rest of it kind of thing but it was we yeah. really had a like a thing of should we be doing this how do, how do yeah, we yeah. feel about doing this like it's because i think you know in a lot of ways the, the sort of people who are going to be doing music tend to be maybe you know more thinking i mean thinking about stuff like oh they're so much more intelligent but you may be, you know, you're going to be the sort of people. Yeah, maybe. you may be going to be the sort of people who might kind of second guess themselves mm. and not just go, "Oh yeah, be fine." You know, they, they, yeah, they exactly, may be more yeah. cautious in, in yeah. certain ways and stuff like that. So I think that's that's kind of a thing where I think we've it, a lot of people that I know are, are going. What you're hearing is 
God, I really miss doing this, but I'm not going to start doing it anytime soon either. Because I really yeah, don't exactly. know what the until I know everything else is okay. It's like the it's almost yeah. like the people who need it most are the people who are kind of going, yeah, but it's not the most important thing in the world. There are other things that need sorting oh. out first. There's that weird kind of dichotomy going on with people where you know, and I think for a while yeah, we yeah. really had that of kind of going, no, no, we've we've got to focus on other stuff like you said, we're focusing on looking after family and just just yeah. generally you know society and safe. yeah and all yeah. the rest of it. You know, there's there's yeah, there's, yeah. there's a bigger world yeah, yeah. going on out there really. So it does make you kind of question like how important is some of this stuff, but at the same time, it you go, God, no, it is really important. I realise how you know. I don't think I've, I've always known it was really important, but it really has made a lot of people go, yeah, it's it's really important just to my well being in that way, you know. And, yeah, and, and take and not taking it for granted. <clears throat> I think most people when they get back to playing again will have a very different. I've heard people, a lot of people said to me, I just can't believe how much I took it for granted, you know. Yeah. And, it, and in life, you know, you do have you do have to take certain things just for granted so you can get on with shit. Yeah, you know? yeah, if you're constantly yeah. just thinking about stuff all the time, yeah, and examining it, yeah, exactly. you'll never yeah. get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. you kind of... You... No, no, so it's, it's that balance, isn't it? Of... That's it. And it's just, it's just the whole thing is, you know, really out of balance, I guess, at the moment. That That's 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 kind of it, I guess. But, yeah, it, it exactly, is. It's yeah. been a... Yeah, yeah. That, and... To be honest, things like this, it's, it's another reason I'm pleased we got to do this and I've had, you know, we got to do an interview or a couple of little interviews. We, we did a one for a local radio thing and a one for a um, friend of ours who does a podcast with Archipelago. And they were like real, oddly real lifelines, like just doing a Zoom thing. Right. <laughs> but it was a real, yeah, yeah. because you were talking about this stuff. And, th- and thinking yeah. about this and even that because you're kind of going yeah even just talk because it's you know you, as we were saying earlier on it's easy for the, t- the time just gets away from you and you can kind of go okay I have, what have I done today right I've done nothing I've just mm. kind of been you know keeping alive I've been keeping the kids alive I've been do you know what I mean kind of tidying the house yeah. I've been yeah, doing yeah. all these other things yeah. and and I've not once you suddenly stop and go I haven't I haven't had a single creative thought all day <laughs> do you know what I mean so just having that yeah. thing of, of yeah. you know which is why this conversation that we're having now has been going on for so long I guess as well because <laughs> it, it's that yeah, thing of going exactly. I, talking in this way with people you know it, it's uh, and this is this is yeah. part of that it's part of the same process I guess isn't it you know it's what you do when yeah. you get into it you know 50% of the rehearsals that I have with the people that I have are usually talking because you just sit in talking yeah. like this about you know, and not not yeah, just about yeah. what you did yesterday, but about how things are. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same. It's the same with teaching as well, isn't it? A lot of, um, you know, especially the teaching I do. You, there's just that thing of you, you know, students need to feel like they've got time to do this yeah. with you. Yeah. To just sort of talk about things and, and just because they're practicing, they're practicing really hard. A lot of them, you know, 80% of them are you know, doing four, five, six, seven hours a day. You know, that's like night, you know, it's like hardcore. So, really, th- there has to be some time where they're like verbally just processing, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, you know, just come in, do the hour in the room with you and play for an hour intensely. But I out the cup, yeah. next one in, <laughs> you know. Nah. It's just that people have that view of think that that's what it's like, and it's like no, it's the opposite of that. You well, know? again, it's that it's and, a, it's uh, a thing that, that that chance of of you know asking us some questions of them and getting some getting some self get, you know not you know some some people are never going to be the most self reflective, but it's that thing of no, of, no, of, of hopefully that's what that's you know that's uh, again some of the most important part of it is having someone ask you questions 
and having you think about things and going, all oh, right, yeah, actually, what do I think about that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and challenging that because, yeah, yeah. like you say, it's it's easy to go, okay, I'm going to spend all my time practicing, or <clears> I'm going to spend all my time doing this and not so and not reflect in any way, kind of shape or form, and you know, having having yeah, those, having yeah. those opportunities to do that, and I think again, like I was saying about the, the social side of it, that that's the thing of, you know, if all you yeah. ever have in your life is conversations with people about what the weather's like, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But if you're having conversations oh. with people, uh, do you know what I mean? If you're having conversations, if the people, you, if the, the people, the people that you're talking yeah, yeah, to, and the people that you're meeting, the people you're having conversations <laughs> with, you know, are bigger, deeper conversations, and not not in some huge, yeah. hey, we have to talk about these really big, deep, meaningful things, but just no. beyond those little surface things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then it just that it's a much more valuable way to spend time. I think because you're going to get more out of it, you're going to you're going to develop. That's how everyone develops, really, is by having those little pushes and challenges and being made to think about things. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it's that kind of yeah, thing. It's how yeah. everyone grows, basically. So yeah, and the and the music's growing all the time, isn't it? So if you stand still, and you go, this is the answer to music. It's yeah, like, exactly. No chance. Exactly. You know, it's it's like... never going to get figured out. None of this stuff is. It's, it's no, and I, I I always feel so far behind. You know what's what's happening yeah you know no, what I yeah mean? i know exactly so what you mean so yeah it's, so it's great but again part, part of it is i think because it's it's happening out there it's it's all happening you know everyone's kind of pushing it and you know what i mean and, and you it's so alive, again yeah. it's a thing of trying to constantly feel trying to feel like you're keeping up but not not feeling like you're falling behind i think as well because that's the important thing it's kind of going if you because that's when you yeah. start and go well, what's yeah. the point i'm, I'm falling behind yeah. all that it's kind of going no but that that's kind of not the point is not to be at the front no, what is the, the point is yeah, to be yeah. the point is to be yeah. in this at all in this no it's yeah. not a race it's, it's trying to find the right metaphor i guess do you know what i mean it's 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 not a race because it's not about winning but, it, yeah. but it's about every, you know we're all moving we're all moving on this thing we're all progressing like we said like you said about everyone getting old everyone's getting old everyone's kind of moving on you know what i mean we're all in this yeah, and it's yeah. it's what you do with your time while you're doing that and and do you spend your time you know, improving in any way while you're doing it yes then that's great kind of thing you know you're not standing still that's fine you're not at the front you're not you're not one of these kind of people who are like you know you're not out there discovering <laughs> new elements or do you know what i mean you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're not kind of yeah, you're, i don't yeah. know you're, you're not some kind of world leading thing but that's that's fine someone has to be because yeah. they're going to be but it did, yeah. you know, there's always going to be that. There's always going to be someone that discovers that thing first. Just because you didn't discover that thing first mm. doesn't mean you can't enjoy that. Do you know what I mean? Being part of that thing and all the rest of it, kind of, you know, you don't have, you, you just, yeah, yeah. It's taking it, taking it for, for yeah. what, it, you know, it sounds too easy sometimes to go, like you're saying, you do it because you love it. That's why you started doing it in the first place, kind of thing. But that is, that is why you do it. It's not, and that's not to say that you kind of do the thing of going, you know, you know, plenty of people that are weekend warriors, and they, like you were saying, you, you do it as a thing to just get you out of the house or what have you. Do you know what I mean? It, it's it it yeah. it's deeper than that. It's more than that, but it is still fundamentally just because mm. you enjoy doing it. I guess what what you get yeah, out of yeah. it is maybe yeah. more than that, but it's because you enjoy doing it, kind of thing. And you know, it, it yeah, it's from the right place, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. That's great, man. No worries. Like I say, it's it's been a, a, a joy to do this because if nothing else, it's nice to have these conversations. That's what it's all about. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's what this whole thing's been about, about yeah. having conversations, I guess. So um, thanks for listening. That's the end of the interview. Um, 
we kind of talked for a while after that, but there was no kind of natural end. We just kept kind of getting back into conversations. And um, Christian's, uh, he'd sort of asked me about doing the interview uh, and avoiding a certain time window and because he wanted to, you know, his kids, put his kids to bed and stuff. So, and uh, they were, could hear a slight kind of, the sound of children calling in the background so it felt like a, yeah it was it was a good point to kind of stop soon after that um so that's yeah so hope you found that interesting i did it was a really um it's one of those kind of affirming conversations you know i found it uh, I, I it's just you know very spontaneous um and it's nice to to kind of hear somebody's views who's from as you, you know, as you found out, it's from a you know a photography a kind of art background, which you know a lot of musicians are actually. There's a lot of great musicians, artists came come out of the the kind of art school, or the you know the um, they come out of um, not they don't come out of music education specifically. They come out of other types of art education, and there's a there's a really strong relationship actually between um, you know artists and musicians in that respect because there's you know there's a thing of um i've talked about this if you know we talked about it a bit in the when we were chatting then about kind of my views about different drummers and about certain drummers being um specifically artistically led you know and others being kind of uh kind of session drummer led you know and it's funny actually because there's been a bit of a jeff Picaro thing on um on facebook and i was watching somebody posted a clip of him tracking something and um and it's incredible you know it's 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 the performance and the commitment and it can often be overlooked actually that you know drummers that are in that world particularly where you know in that kind of world of being the super session pro you know all that kind of thing can sometimes be sort of typecast into that thing of, of not having you know an, an artistic side to them and uh it's like if you check out any of that kind of playing uh Picaro's you'll hear that uh that's not the case you know he's got such a strong identity in his sound and his feel the commitment the commitment is just amazing the commitment it's so inspiring just have that thing of you know um, the confidence just that knowing the architecture of the, of the music and stuff so yeah really interesting so it's been quite an inspiring week really um, drum wise I hope you've had a good week as well keep going keep practicing keep you know keep uh, keep your eye on the ball as they say don't um, don't you know lose kind of faith or heart in it all at the moment i know it might have been you know it's been a few months now since you know things have been normal in inverted commas but um things will get back to normal they will and yeah all that kind of energy pent-up energy that we've got will you know it'll be really positively received in the world in my opinion when we get back to you know um get back to normal i remember when i when i at the beginning of this i had to speak to somebody who i was under the care of well i still am under the care of actually um and it's a kind of it'll be for the rest of my life you know because of um because of the condition that i had and what i went through and the sort of who treated me 
Um, and uh, I'd rung them up to ask them, you know, about my personal circumstances within this new situation. And uh, one of the things that uh, she said was, she said, we're going to need you, all you lot musicians at the end of this, because when we get through it, everyone's going to have one hell of a party, you know. And uh, I still think about that now, because it was um, just a great thing for somebody to say, you know, just to just to kind of to remind us that you know we're important in that way you know and we can sometimes forget i think um we can sometimes feel like we are taken a bit for granted and i don't think we are you know and again as we were talking about in that you know is about do any of us feel like we we were taking the gig in life for granted as well you know so it's um yeah a time of reflection and a time of um looking forward so anyway thanks for listening to that it's been a been a great one very long one uh but, um, hopefully yeah you feel inspired energized by that and i'll be back uh next week so bye for now <laughs>